Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walk and Jay? All's well, all's well. Looking forward to another great one. Yeah, everything's good. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about, so I'm, I'm excited. This will be a fun show tonight. Yes, yes. We're going to get right into it because we do have a special guest to unfortunately help us talk about K-Walks Miami Heat going down to the gym. <laughs> but it's okay. It was right. a great season. Right. But right. let's right. welcome great in season. our guest, um, Brandon Cristal. Sport, he's a sports commentator, um, covers the Denver Broncos as well as the NFL for iHeartRadio and KOA News Radio in Denver. He is also a Dallas native. Mm, that's interesting. And a Kansas Jayhawk alone. I hope that does not mean you are a Cowboys uh, fan. I see the confetti, confetti still yeah, flying. We're rubbing it in. the confetti from the the arena last night ball arena where the nuggets took out kevin's miami heat i know he's a lifelong heat fan of course even though they came into the league when he was probably already in college uh, nonetheless i was still in high school know. when he came in the league but i was a okay you're still in high school i get it it's like uh, when you get these lifelong vegas golden knights fans you know or whatever or, or seattle kraken like my friend who works in my car here she's from seattle and so She's always asking me about Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson autographs and loves the Mariners, loves the Seahawks. And she was like texting me during the playoffs about the Kraken. And I said, well, you've lived in Denver for 20 years, but I forgot you're a lifelong Seattle Kraken. <laughs> so, sorry about Miami Heat. It's all right. It's all right. So, all right. Congratulations, guys. Okay. Go ahead, First and foremost, Brandon, no, for, for being on the show with us today. Just for to sure, give your man. thoughts. But of course, we have to because you are in Denver, right? You covered Denver. Last night, as we all know, the Denver Nuggets beat K-Walks Miami Heat 4-1 to one to become already. the NBA <laughs> champions. And I'm going to repeat it again. <laughs> but we just want to know your thoughts on this series. And did you think that he had any real, any real chance to beat Denver? Unfortunately, I didn't unless they were going to shoot 50% like they did from game two and, and Denver was going to give that same defensive effort that they gave in game two. The Nuggets are the best team in basketball. They proved that throughout the playoffs. They proved it in the regular season. I understand their record was a, a little, you know, a little less than, than obviously what the Celtics ended up doing. And, and certainly the Bucks is the one in two seeds in the East had the Celtics beaten Miami. Then Denver would have had to go on the road for games one, two, five, and seven. But they, you know, I guess you could argue which conference is stronger. And, but the West, we know, is certainly tough top to bottom especially with the younger teams coming on like Sacramento or, you know, even with Dallas tanking, it's not an easy out when they've got Luca. And, mm -hmm. and so the West is stacked and the Nuggets really since late December, early January, were the best team in the West. Joker was playing like the best player in basketball. He had no problem with Joel Embiid winning the MVP. Joel played a great game when they played in Philly in January. Joel for the fifth straight year ducked him in Denver. And so <laughs> <laughs> uh, you only had that one game to go on, and then Joker shut it down, or they shut him down. He had a calf thing. He had a wrist thing. They wanted him 100% for the playoffs. So he missed like five of the last seven games, and, and they lost a few in there. That being said, when the playoffs started, he was ready to roll, and so was this team. They were remarkably healthy. They finally put all the pieces together with Jamal Murray fully back from injury and Michael Porter Jr.'s back not plaguing him like it has, and then Aaron Gordon being able to step into a more comfortable role with the vets they added in KCP and Bruce Brown, they were a team that was poised to make a deep run and they did. And to get through 
a tough Minnesota team with some young stars. We'll see how good they end up being over the next coming years. But uh, a defensive player of the year, what, three times over in Rudy Gobert. And they may have given Joker the toughest test in terms of his production, but then you go against Phoenix and, and KD still trying to figure it out, coming off injury and, and Book, who got kind of banged up during the during the series. And then you play against LeBron and AD. They'd never beaten the Lakers in the playoffs. The Nuggets were 0-7 and 0-3 in, in Western Conference Finals dating back to the mid-'80s with Alex English and Dan Nissel and company. So they were able to exercise those demons. And I just didn't think that the Heat, especially without Tyler Hero, even as good as Jimmy Butler had played when he was healthy, and we knew he clearly wasn't 100%, I think, in that final series and maybe even late against Boston, that they were going to have to have no margin for error. And even as good as the shooters were with you know, with the heat and you talk about Gabe Vincent and him coming on and Caleb Martin and Max Struess who kind of disappeared obviously of late. I just didn't think that the heat were going to win. So I picked the nuggets in five and they won in five. Yeah. And, and, and Brandon, you know, obviously they closed it out last night. You were there watching on TV. It it looked exciting. The atmosphere looked great. The crowd, this is obviously their first championship. Can you take us behind the curtain a little bit? What was it like being in the arena? What does this mean for the city with their first NBA championship? Yeah, I've been asked this question a lot because the Nuggets had such a big build up to the finals too with the nine days off. And then obviously the series going here almost a couple weeks, even though it was just five games, right? We know the NBA likes to milk it a little bit when they get to (laughs) get to this time of the year and get it with the extra day of travel to get, I understand all of that, but we know this is a Broncos town. I've talked to you guys about the Broncos plenty and, and we'll Mm -hmm. always kind of work the Broncos into a conversation because they're top of mind. It's a, it's probably a more fascinating conversation to go city to city and say, what's the number one team in a given town, right? In Philly, is it the Eagles? The Phillies have been there the longest. Is it, uh, you know, that's a good flyers town when they've been good, right? In New York, Mm -hmm. is it the Yankees first? Is it the giants? Then the right in Chicago, it's the bears. Then is it the Cubs before the bulls in LA? It's the Lakers in Dallas. It's the Cowboys. And in Denver, it's always the Broncos first. But I've been here 17 years, so closing in on two decades, and seen some good basketball with Carmelo Anthony and Kenyon Martin and those guys when you added Allen Iverson to the mix and you swapped him for Chauncey and they went to a Western Conference Finals in 09 and then to see the the rebirth under Michael Malone with Joker and, and Jamal Murray. And so I, I've seen some good basketball. And there's been, you know, I mentioned that team in the 80s and good teams in the 70s with David Thompson, right, going to the ABA Finals. They've been really good. Denver is a Broncos town first but a Nuggets town second. And even though the Avalanche came in and won a Stanley Cup in their first year and then won another one five years later and with Joe Sackick and those guys were really good for a long time. And now Joe Sackick, as the boss, they have one of the most talented young teams in hockey won it a year ago. We know hockey is a a, a bit of a niche sport. The ratings will tell you that. Most people don't grow up playing hockey, even street hockey, right? But everyone has played basketball at some point. At least if you've grown up in America, you're familiar with it. And to what level you played, that's a different conversation. But you kind of have an idea Oh, that guy looks really good. Oh, if my team traded for this guy, all of a sudden we're in a championship kind of conversation. And so the Nuggets are a clear number two. The Rockies, when they've been good, and that's been very few far between, baseball's America's pastime. We get it. But they're so bad consistently that it's hard to, other than going to the ballpark and enjoying the game, to really get on board that, oh, this might be their year and all of that. So this is a Nuggets town after it's a Broncos town, for sure. But it is clearly a Nuggets town, and I've known that since I, I got here in December of 06. And so looking at it with their chance to do something they've never done, which includes playing in the finals, let alone winning it, 
I knew the town would would explode, and it did. We had an, an unfortunate incident with a shooting downtown in the celebration, yeah, and some of the details coming out on that are a little murky. Where it was it some sort of drug deal gone bad, gang related? The one thing, and this is look, I don't want to take this too far off, but we've seen so many tragedies and and three really big ones here in Colorado, unfortunately, yeah. from the Columbine mm-hmm. shooting, Columbine, the, yeah. the theater shooting where where my friend Jesse was an intern yep. for us was one of the victims to the shooting in Boulder where the crazy guy goes into the, the Safeway yeah. supermarket. Yeah. This wasn't that or what we saw in, in Chicago at the parade uh, on the July 4th, right? Yeah. This wasn't that thankful. I mean, I say mm-hmm. thankfully all of it's bad, but this mm-hmm. is a fight or something gone wrong in a very crowded situation and very scary. But beyond that, and it's hard to look past that and, and we haven't heard of any loss of life yet. Three people in critical condition. The rest of it, right? That's, I'm not trying to separate it. I'm simply saying that happened and gotcha. that was terrible. But the rest of the city was ready to catch fire, you know, yes. in a celebratory fashion, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. get, get literal with that because they've been waiting 50 years, some people, 40 years, 30 years, however yeah. long you've been a Nuggets fan for yeah. this moment and to finally bring it home. I know it's a really long answer, but it was, uh, it was really exciting to be in the arena and then to be downtown for the couple of hours that I was just kind of around seeing a couple friends. In fact, Bill Self, my, uh, uh, my favorite coach in college basketball. Yeah, he was in town to see Coach Brown, and I was able to catch up with Coach a little bit at halftime and then after the game for a little bit. So it was, uh, it was a fun night, save for obviously, a, a, obviously a very unfortunate incident. Yeah, and you say they, they had to wait a long time, obviously, for the first one, but there's got to be a lot of excitement when you look at the roster. I mean, the core is young. They're all signed for the next couple of years. Does this feel like a team that could maybe go on a bit of a run and maybe string a couple championships together? I think it has to, right? The The Nuggets are the preseason favorites, which is always interesting when a team wins and they're not the preseason favorites. Uh, and I know contracts can't affect that. But as long as you have Nikola Jokic playing like this, and I'd love to get you know your all three of you your perspective because you're not in Denver, you don't get to watch every game, and in fact, lots of people in Denver don't get to watch every game because of the <laughs> issues with the the Nuggets and Avalanche and Comcast. It's a different conversation. But my oh, point wow. being that that lots of fans because they're not they're on TNT enough, but they're not on TNT as much as the Warriors right. or the Lakers or even the Bucks with Giannis are, or maybe the Sixers with Embiid. So people don't. See Joker, and he doesn't live above the rim, right? So his highlights aren't going to resonate the way John Morant might or Zion when he does play. But if you watch the game, anybody that understands the game, and you watch Joker play a whole game, maybe similar to Kawhi Leonard like that, or Tim Duncan, who Joker really likes to pattern a lot of what he does after, he just affects the game the entire the entire course of the you know 48 minutes that he's on the court or whatever that is 40 minutes and throughout the entire season and everything filters through him so to have a point center which is what aaron gordon pointed out but that always seems to make the right play he'll shoot it when he needs to shoot it even when it looks like he has a good shot he'll pass it up for a maybe a better shot or an open three or whatever it may be as long as you have him and now a healthy jamal murray aaron gordon who's only 26 it feels like he's been around forever he's only 26 years old he's under contract for a couple more years and very happy in his role michael porter jr is a bit of an enigma because he's paid as a max guy at 30 plus million a year and his back has certainly failed him. There was a reason he was tabbed to be the number one pick going right. into college before right. he got hurt at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. So you've got those four guys back, and we saw flashes again last night. He's still, after the game, is perplexed at his jump shot. He's like, hey, my jumper's broke. I'll fix it. I don't know what's going on. But And, and they were good looks, too. It wasn't like he was shooting yeah. on the side of the backboard. Right. They just weren't going in the basket. They shot 5 of 28 for 3. 
uh, from three, and you know the Heat weren't much better. And then they were thirteen to twenty three at the line. That's not that's yeah, not good yeah, in yeah. a closeout game. But <laughs> your point, the core's there. KCP's contract's obviously a little shorter. I think Bruce Brown's going to go get paid. Maybe they decide to dip into the luxury tax even more. We know that Stan Kroenke can afford it if he wants to. Uh, but maybe there's a chance that Bruce Brown has an opportunity to go start somewhere else that he looks at that. It's hard, though, when you're on a championship team there to leave that to go to a, a lesser team, even if the money is, is significantly greater. But we'll see how that plays out. That being said, though, yeah, the core is in place. Christian Brown's going to continue to play more. They like this kid Peyton Watson out of UCLA. They like Colin Gillespie from Nova, who's been hurt all year, and, and some of their other young pieces to go with that veteran core that's in their prime. Yeah. Health matters, right? You look at all right. the teams that, that struggle in the playoffs at times. Health can be, I mean, it affected Giannis. It certainly seemed to affect Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero didn't even play. I guess the Lakers were relatively healthy. Kevin Durant and Kevin Booker were undermanned because Chris Paul got hurt, right? And we could go down yeah. the list. The yeah. Nuggets were remarkably healthy. And so that plays a factor too, because the last two years sure. they haven't been. And that's why they've obviously not done much in the playoffs. Although Joker played great those two years as well. He just didn't have enough help. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Go ahead, K. Well, yeah. I mean, he, you pretty much stole my questions there, Jay. Oh. As far as uh, no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I was going to ask the same question. You know, about you know, how do you guys feel? What's the buzz like as far as this team going? You know, going far. Yeah, well, here, real quick. Dynasty. I know y'all are gonna y'all are gonna talk about this. I'm sorry to cut you up, but what do y'all think? I mean, you know, you guys are at a distance. You're not here in Denver. It's easy with yeah. you know with, with the parade just a couple of days away, and my kid throwing confetti on me. And you know, admittedly, I'm from Dallas. I'd love to see the Mavericks do well. The Kyrie trade aggravated me, and this is an easy team to cheer for. Michael Malone has gotten to go through his growing pains and his second stop, and Joker's grown and all that. But I'm curious what you think as basketball fans, but not Nuggets fans per se. Yeah. As far as, you know, if you were going to go lay some money down on your favorite betting app or if you're in Vegas and want to throw 50 bucks down on a team to win a championship, even if their odds are four to one, if if you would pick the Nuggets right now, if there's a team you like more. And look, we don't know the draft. We don't know free agency and right, right. trades mm -hmm. based on what we know now. Yeah, presently constructed, man. I mean, I, I think you have to go with the Nuggets. And if, if everyone could stay healthy, you know, like Joel, uh, Joel Embiid, um, Joker can stay uh, healthy. And obviously the health of Jamal Murray is the big difference because, you know, he went through that devastating knee injury. So for him to come back and, and, and contribute the way he did and, and ultimately win a championship is huge. You laid out who's under contract and how long they're going to be there. Um, I think Bruce Bowen, I, I mean, Bruce Brown, I think he comes back. Um, I think he takes lesser money on the market. I think it's a smart thing to do because he played a significant role um, in them winning a championship coming off the bench. So I, I think that they're poised to to to, uh, to be you know good for at least three four years, providing you know again you mentioned uh, providing everyone stays healthy for sure. Because there's just no one out there that can stop Joker, man. There's just no one out there who can stop. I can't see anyone as bad as he looks as far as his unorthodox play. I call him the tube man. And I don't know if you guys know what the tube man is. It's that thing, you know, when you look at car dealerships, he flaps around, <laughs> flaps around, you know, in, in the wind. That's what he looks like to me, but it's, it's ugly, but Hey, it's effective for sure. And it's really hard to, to, to beat him uh, to stop him, whether it be under the basket. You mentioned him not being above the rim guy, but he's very effective under the rim mid range and he can stretch it out to the three as well. That's my, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, and I'll be the first to admit, I didn't watch a lot of uh, Nuggets basketball throughout the year. I didn't realize how good Joker was, honestly, yeah. until like really watching mm -hmm. him throughout the playoffs. I mean, this guy's phenomenal. I mean, he's the best player in basketball, in my opinion. And when I look at it, I don't see anyone in the West beating them next year. 
Not without not think, without I a mean, reworked roster, right? Yeah, like the right. Lakers I mean, would they have swept to the Lakers. I don't think Phoenix is going to have it figured out. So you, you got to feel like they're definitely going to be the favorite in the West. And there may be some teams in the East that sort of rise up if Philly can figure it out, if Boston can figure it out. But if I was a betting man, I, I would definitely lay my money down on them to at least get back to the final. You know, all bets are off once you get there. But I definitely think they can get back. Yeah, I, I think they could get back. Um, I just love their chemistry. Everyone understands their role, which you don't see a lot of that with other teams, you know. I still struggle with Boston. I just felt like nobody really understood their role. Maybe that was because of Coach Yu, Coach Udoka, um, left. I'm not exactly sure what the situation happened there. Um, but everybody understands their role. You know, like you got like you said, Jamal Murray came back healthy. And I think that was a huge key that a lot of people tend to leave out. Joker is the main star, but Jamal Murray is star 1B. Is it 1A, 1B? Um, You know, both those guys together, and they play off of each other so well. It makes no sense. For both of them to have triple doubles in the game, to me, that was just incredible. I'm just like, whoa. Right. You know, Joker and- does Joker does stuff every night that we haven't seen or every time they throw up a right. stat like mm-hmm. only so, haven't seen it since Wilt Chamberlain or since Kareem or, mm-hmm. or, or yeah. Bill Russell. Right, like, right. Oh, holy crap. Look at these <laughs> names that that he is right. being mentioned with, because that's how unique it is. And right. It was something we've literally never seen two teammates in the finals have a triple double in the same game. And we've never seen in the history of any game ever played. And there have been a lot. I haven't counted and I can't do the math on it. But there's never been two teammates have a 30-point triple-double each. And to do it in the finals on the road is – it just gives you an idea of how special those guys really are and, and how remarkable what they can do. It's interesting because there's no real list of best players to not make an all-star team mm-hmm. active, right? You can do it at the end of someone's career. But Jamal Murray hasn't been in an all-star game because of the nature of his career and the trajectory. He has a yeah. really big playoff run in the bubble. And then in 2021, one, there's no fans in the stands – uh, when they or when they start that season, 2020, 2021, then he gets hurt, obviously. And so that delayed whatever you thought where he might get to, unless he comes out and is just terrible and averaging less than double digits in points and four assists a game and misses a bunch of games. It's hard to think that he won't be an all-star next yeah. year, finally, right? Mm-hmm. And then how many all-stars we'll see. Joker's gone to, to five in a row. I saw something really interesting that he and Giannis both won two MVPs before their first finals. Oh, yeah. They both went, have gone to five all-star games. They're the same mm-hmm. age when they won their finals. Mm-hmm. The difference is, you know, Joker's game lends itself to be able to, over time, evolve yeah. with age, right? Because he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't right. go fast, but he's not crazy athletic living above the rim the way Giannis does. And he's such a, a such a really effective shooter. It's crazy to see him go through stretches where he doesn't put up a shot for over a quarter, quarter and a half. Then he takes yeah. a, a three at the top of the key, goes in like it's nothing, floaters mm-hmm. around the rim. Yeah. Like it's it's nothing. He really is in a lot of ways kind of one of one. But it, it will be interesting to see now that so many people have seen not just the way he plays, but see Jamal Murray put on his, I guess, because Robin wore a cape too, right? Batman and Robin both had capes, <laughs> so he put on his Robin cape. Uh, if, if he's, yeah, if he's rewarded with – with a trip to to an all-star game which next year happens to be in indy so it's it's obviously a good position to be in if you're the nuggets known you've got those two guys in the fold and you hope michael porter's back stays healthy and that he continues to progress real quick to the two you guys talked about the chemistry this team is remarkably close 
Jeff Green had everybody at his house in South Florida when they got down there before game three, coming off that game two loss. These guys go to the movies in groups all the time on the road. Aaron Gordon has this like warehouse clubhouse thing that if you go and look at either Bones Highlands Instagram from when he was here last summer and they were playing ball there or Aaron Gordon's tattoo artist has also documented a lot of stuff in there because he goes to do goes to do artwork on on AG or his his friends or teammates, you know, bodies, uh, canvases. Right. The, and, and so the tattoo artist has a bunch of IG stuff and YouTube videos of this warehouse and they hang out there all the time. These guys play video games right They're They're together at work all day or they're on the road. Then they get home and they're playing Call of Duty with each other. They just really <laughs> like each other. And, and anybody that's ever been on a team knows you can't, yeah, you can't quantify that or put you know put a value right. on that. That's right. When guys really like each other, and most yeah, championship right. teams have that. Not every one of them does, but but the ones mm-hmm. that do, you can tell it's something special. Yeah. And just one more point about Joker, because now it's everyone in the country obviously knows now how good this guy actually is on the court. But off the court, he he sort of carries himself, you know, unlike any other NBA superstar. I mean, is that I mean, what's your feeling of him off the court? Is he really as sort of nonchalant and just kind of easygoing as he appears to be in some of these interviews and things like that? He might have froze. Did we lose him? Did we lose yeah. him? I oh, am I back? Am I back? Yeah, yeah you're, back. You're, you're back. you're good. You're now. Back. You're no, back. I can hear you. I can see okay. you. I, no, and I have internet issues at the house that are being corrected tomorrow. Uh, but I think I got where you were going, Jason, just about Joker's personality, right? Yeah. yeah. I think you're able to see that you, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive that his sense of humor or his smart ass kind of look at the world translates right and i understand that body language and and all that can translate but english is very much his second language and he's able to capture Mm -hmm. the nuance of trash talk and and smart assery and all of that his teammates love him his coaches have a great relationship specifically michael malone who goes to serbia all the time to see him to, to watch him in the summer whether he's playing or just to hang out like they did last summer and give him the mvp and he's gone you know without the whole I guess, cast of characters and coaches he's gone by himself to really understand. It's the same way Greg Popovich could get on Tim Duncan, right? When you can get on yeah. your best players, it just trickles down. But his teammates really do love him, even if he prefers most times to hang out with his brothers and his wife and his, his brother's significant others because they're all hanging out, listening to Serbian music and whatever. They don't not welcome teammates over. They right. just are a really tight-knit group and have been – Mm-hmm. forever since you know since nicola came over here eight years ago as a, a young kid you know 19 20 years old from serbia his brothers came with them they're two guys you do not want to mess with <laughs> i know that there, we've seen some guys <laughs> that have some, some serious crews around them yeah. across yeah. history of the nba and you or nfl whatever and you don't know exactly everyone's story yeah. i know that those dudes are two guys i do not want to mess with and i would absolutely <laughs> want in my <laughs> brothers but he, he is honest when he, he says he doesn't really seem to care about the awards. I think he's so blown away at his status, right, mm-hmm. as this great player. He just wanted to come over and play basketball. But he does kind of view it as a job. That's why post game he's like, yeah. I just did my job. Once and then he I found out home. the parade's Thursday. And he's pissed he can't get to Serbia home, right? <laughs> to see yeah. his horse. Okay. I think he loves right. Denver. And Denver, we, we do a good job of leaving him alone, I think, to for the most part, just like any star in any city. But 
you know, once they're there and you go to your places and you're comfortable. He lives near Russell Wilson and Chris Bryan and Gabe, uh, Gabe Landeskog. They're kind of all in the same neighborhood. Peyton Manning and John Elway are around the corner. So is Mike Shanahan. Like, he lives in a certain part of town. But as much as he loves it here, he really loves Sambor, Serbia, and his horses and his horse farm. And he likes the time to be able to get away to go spend those two or three months there. So I don't think it's that, oh, I hate Denver. I need to get out of here, right? Adam Jones, you remember the outfielder for the Orioles years yeah. ago joked, what's your favorite part of Baltimore? He said the airport. That's not <laughs> <laughs> he's ready. You know, it's the longest season he's had now. Yeah. Like counting the stuff around the pandemic. He's ready to just get home and relax and decompress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's sure. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, last question here, man. You mentioned the Broncos. You mentioned Denver's a, a Bronco town. So I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you about the Broncos and and the possibility of uh, Davin Cook joining that. I mean, there's, there's rumors that he may be traded there or he may be signing there. What's the buzz like there? And, and uh, what's the possibility of him actually being there? Well, it feels like they're maybe trying to drive his price down. And, and I haven't done a lot of digging on it because I've been so in on the Nuggets. I was over there today and caught the end of the mini camp practice. As you can imagine, late night and then early morning doing morning updates. Yeah. Uh, I had to take care of some stuff and then got there. And Sean was talked and, and, uh, and the linebacker talked talked about because, he, because we're not sure where Javante Williams' recovery is. And because George Payton, the Broncos GM, was the assistant GM for 14 years in Minnesota. But there are people that I trust that say the Broncos aren't really pursuing him. So that may be a negotiating tactic if he wants to come here and play in this offense. Also, Javante Williams is out at, at, at OTAs in minicamp. And for a guy that, that hurt his knee as bad as he did in week four, it appears he's ahead of schedule. And I think that's contradicting some reports that we were getting early in the offseason that he may be behind schedule because when he showed up at that first OTA practice we were allowed to watch and he's got a knee brace on he doesn't have it on for a little bit then he has it on and he's kind of going through some of the drills Not everything is half speed at most and he's certainly not when they ratchet right. the intensity up out there but he appears to be ahead of schedule they signed Samaji P. Ryan from Cincinnati so I'm not saying Dalvin Cook won't mm-hmm. be here but they just gave Frank Clark a one-year seven and a half million dollar deal to come over from the Chiefs they're kind of running out of money especially mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to have to figure out how to sign some guys or if they have to move on from Russell Wilson, which they certainly don't want to do. They want Russell to be good and live up to, to the contract and the billing. But if they do, yeah. that's really going to affect their cap. It would have crushed it this year, but it'll, it'll hamper it a lot next year. So they need to have a little bit of flexibility. You're not going to sign Dalvin cook to anything beyond a one year deal. And so I'm not saying he won't end up here, but I don't think it's a priority. If, if it was, he'd already be here. Gotcha. Sounds good. All right. Good stuff, buddy. Appreciate it. I don't know if uh, Jason or Britt has anything else to, uh, Add or give, ask. give me a, give me a quick prediction on uh how many wins coach prime will get this year at colorado you know it's funny because their schedule is not great and there's a bunch no, of nfl rough. quarterbacks in the pac-12 <laughs> you know uh obviously caleb williams but the Penix kid up at at washington and and there's a, a couple more spring of oh, bo nicks at oregon there's a and i don't know where bo nicks is as a pro but you know legit yeah, quarterbacks up and yeah. down that league yeah. And and they go to TCU to open the season. Nebraska comes here in week two. And obviously Nebraska with Matt Rule, we know they'll be ready to play. Who knows yeah. what he can get out of them. It's, uh, of course, an old big big eight rivalry, uh, let alone a big 12 rivalry. <laughs> and so I hope they win six games and go to a bowl game because I bet 100 bucks with my neighbor, who's a huge Ohio <laughs> State fan and Ohio State alum. And part of it was I was using the Lincoln-Riley model of like, look, there's good players there, and USC had better players than Colorado mm-hmm. had. <clears throat> But he takes a three-win team and has them, you know, knocking on the door of the playoff. 
It, yeah. Again, it helped have Caleb Williams. But Dion's kid's a legit pro prospect, too. Yeah. I don't know if he is a surefire first rounder, but he was a real deal four star coming yeah, out. And player. Dion wasn't coaching yeah. at that point. People didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, he was ranked four star. If he could run like his dad, he'd be Lamar Jackson. Uh, but he, yeah. <laughs> he can really, he can really sling the rock. He's a smart kid. He gets the best coaching you could possibly get. Cause when he's not working with the coaches at CU, he's hanging out with Tom Brady, right. Or he's, yeah. he's around yeah. people like that. Cause he's yeah, his dad's son and has access <laughs> to some of the, the best football minds in the world. And, and so they're going to be competitive. Travis Hunter is a legit top five yes. kind of pick. Can play both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. They may not win the six games. I may lose a hundred bucks to my neighbor, but they are certainly going to be more competitive than what we saw last year where they only win one game. And it'll just be interesting to see one, are they headed to the big 12 because Dion thinks he can recruit Texas better. And there's, you know, a wealth of talent in, in Texas. Not that there isn't on the Western half of the United right. States, but there's ties there. Pac 12 falling apart. And yeah. so, how long will he stay here? My, my, I guess, you know, hesitation about let's build him a statue right now. And, and look, I've got Deion Sanders action figures somewhere. You know, I mean, I'm from Dallas. My kids are always messing with stuff that's not up here. So anyway, my point is I love Dion the player. Dion the coach, I'm amused by, and I've enjoyed the handful of interactions I've had with him. Mm-hmm. And we're the buff station at KOA. So uh, it's good for business that he's here. Yeah, and he's made. He was making a half a million dollars or whatever that number was at Jackson State. He's making upwards of six here. Right. I'm still nervous that someone, you know, the SEC or, or Florida State's going to come calling, and the Lord will tell him to go there, just like the Lord <laughs> told him to come here. <laughs> so if that happens, it happens. But you know, he'll probably leave it in a better place. Than he found it. That being said, it'd, it'd be cool if they not only win and uh, look, they're not playing for a playoff yet, but with the playoff expanding, yeah, he might think that Colorado's a place he wants to be because they took a chance on him. They're a power five school that becomes a power four, Mm -hmm. whatever. And that he can handle this part of the country, have his own, you know, kingdom, and then just go and and beat people with all these pros that he's going to continue to recruit that want to spend and all the NFL guys that are and go on. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, we're losing you there, buddy. You're losing, but we can still hear you a little bit. You're going in and out. Closer to. Uh, I'm hoping it's six so I can win the hundred bucks for my name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll type my prediction in. Sure. All right. I was saying I hope, I right. hope it's oh. six, but it's probably closer to four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, B, we're not going to keep you, man. We know you, you're dealing with that, and I know you got the okay. kids and the, and the wife, man. What? Well, want to appreciate you for joining us on yes. short notice, man. Continue to join the confetti. I enjoy the confetti, man. And congratulations <laughs> to your Denver Nuggets, man. So, uh, and Joker, man, he won me over. As much as I didn't like him against my heat, uh, he won me over as a basketball player and, and, and as a person as well. So keep up the Absolutely. great work, man. Thanks, Thanks Brandon. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate See it. You guys. Thank you. See you, Brandon. You got it, See buddy. You. All righty, guys. Um, all right. So, sorry, I had to focus on something else real fast (laughs) Uh, but all right guys so thank you brandon once again he gave us some real good insight yeah that was good that was really good with the nuggets uh what's going on with the broncos i know that city is going crazy right now because again this is the denver nuggets first ever nba title 
in their entire history. Wow, that's amazing. Um, it took, a, it took well, a lot for me to ask him to come on, ladies and gentlemen, because you know I'm a Heat fan, so he's in Denver. <laughs> took a lot, and it took, you know, it took all my professionalism that I had. him. now I'm just kidding. Now, great guy, great, well, and well, um, always a great interview, though. Ahead, I was going to say, sure. K-Walk, you, you did well. You did well. So I understand yeah. you did very, very well. This was you know me what, last I, year I, with the Eagles. I learned from so. the Eagles in the 49er game that, it, you know, that I'm, I I can handle the uh, defeat right now. Even though I didn't <laughs> yeah. have much expectations of the <laughs> the heat as I did of uh, the 49ers, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, no worry. I, I feel you. Remember, I had the Eagles, the Union, and the Phillies. So, Trust me, I understand that one. All right, guys, on that note, we're going to head into break. When we come back, we're going to talk more NBA, um, hopefully get into some NFL, and also I have to do my ultimate goals. But you guys are watching The Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, guys, prior to the break, we had a special guest, Brandon Cristal. I said it right, k Walk Cristal, like the champagne. I'm learning, I'm learning. Um, uh, and he was just amazing. So again, thank you, Brandon, for coming on. So we talked about the NBA championship and what happened there. And we're going to continue into that conversation. That's why I brought it back up, because I have to ask you guys a question pertaining to that. And I want to know your thoughts on Jimmy Butler's performance in game five of the finals. How did you feel about his performance? K-Walk, I'll come to you last. Um, but Jay, what were your thoughts on his performance? To be honest, Britt, there were just too many times where he felt invisible to me. Like there were stretches of the game where I was where I didn't hear his name. You know, his name wasn't called on either end of the floor. And I you know, I almost forgot about him at times. And I, I just think, you know, when you're the best player on your team in an elimination game, you, you've got to show up more than he did. Now, there's some rumors that maybe he's banged up or whatever the case may be, but. You know, we, there's no excuses. When you're out there, you got to perform. And I just felt like he just didn't perform uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Now, to his credit, at the end of the game, he did make a few big shots to sort of give Miami mm-hmm. that sort of last chance to tr- try to pull it off. But for me, like the totality mm-hmm. of the game, there were just too many times where he was just invisible. I didn't even know he was on the floor. So I just don't think the heat got out of him last night. Um, sort of what they were expecting, especially, and part of it is because he set the bar so high in all the other series, the way he performed, you're almost waiting and expecting him to do that again. But I do think some of the matchups that, that Denver had and, and 
particularly Aaron Gordon guarding him. It's just a tough matchup mm-hmm. for Jimmy. So he just wasn't able to kind of rise up to that next level. But for me, he just felt invisible at times. Yeah, this this series was a little tough for Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, he, he still has that same grit type of attitude, and you can see it in a lot of plays that he made. But it just was times, like you said, he just went missing at times. And like you said, it could have been Aaron Gordon had a little bit more of an impact on him versus the other series. Um, like I said, I don't like to use injury, but look, that can really be 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 a situation or yeah, really it can be a reason itself. for sure. Yeah, a valid reason for sure. You know, we've seen that in other series. Um, I said the same thing. I don't like to call it when Jason Tatum got hurt and get well. I don't care if he was hurt or not. That was just a bad game for the for the Celtics in Game Seven. But he got hurt, and he clearly wasn't the same person. Same thing with Joel Embiid. Um, shoot, during even that started in the Nets series. But you know, if you're playing, you got to give your all, right? So it's a little hard to throw that in there. But you could tell something wasn't right, you know, because in the first couple series of the playoffs, you know, Jimmy Butler was that guy. It's like toward the ladder of the Celtics series going into this finals, everybody else had to play, you know, really ex- uh, uh, take their game to the next level to kind of help whatever was going on with Jimmy Butler. And I think with the Nuggets, it was just a little too much to overcome. Um, their size, their athleticism was a little bit too much. And it's hard for me to say it's because Jimmy is my guy. I love everything about Jimmy Butler. He is literally my guy. But you know, you are, like you said, Jay, you are the star of the team. You have to be able to elevate that, elevate your game. And he clearly struggled in an elimination game, unfortunately. But, K-Walk, this is your team. What were your thoughts on Jimmy Butler's game in particular um, in game five? Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys just mentioned. You know, he, he seemed like, you know, where's Jimmy at? Even though you sit, he's standing right there in front of the camera in the corner. <laughs> and you ask yourself, where where are you at, Jimmy? And, and Mark Jackson and I said it at the same time. Okay, now where's where's Jimmy at? You know, especially in the, at the end of the game. You know, this is Jimmy Butler time. And I said it to, said it to my wife as well. And I'm not saying this is the reason why it happened. But then he goes on for like, you know, 13 straight points and you know my saying is you don't have to be great all the time you just have to be great when you needed to be he was great when he needed to be but i think it, and it was it was despite him not having a great game and despite them missing so many uh threes and and you know uh you know denver still gave him an opportunity to win that game but like you mentioned brett there was just there was just two too uh, outmanned, if you will. It, it, it was too much for them to overcome. And as a Heat fan, you know, you I, again, as I stated earlier, I came in with zero expectations of, of, of this of this series. I was just a Heat fan, even from the from the play in games. I didn't expect anything like this to happen. No run like that. No one did. And as a Heat fan, a mm-hmm. diehard Heat fan, I didn't expect it. I wasn't upset that you know they they lost the game. Um, you know, I was upset that Jimmy didn't take over, but then you you have to realize you have to ask yourself, was Jimmy exhausted? Did he, you know, did he overexert himself? Was he hurt? Nonetheless, he was on the court. So if you're on the court, you're available. So that means that you, we're expecting to see that Jimmy. A lot of people were expecting to see that Jimmy we saw in in the in the uh, the Milwaukee game series. You know, um, you know him saying this is my, you know what, and you know that's what like Jay said, he the bar the, the bar was raised uh, uh, very very high. Um, but unfortunately, Jimmy and those other guys couldn't get it done. And you could just see Jimmy just couldn't get it done, man. And, and Denver knew that. And they, they smelled blood in the water and they attacked, man. So but as far as overall for Jimmy's performance, I, I thought he gave it all he had and he did what he, he was supposed to do. 
as the leader and as the star of that team, he carried those guys as far as he could possibly carry them, you know, before it just became too much. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's crazy because this Miami team, Miami Heat team reminds me of that 2001 Sixers team so much where you're just winning on pure will and grit and toughness. Like, because even Allen Iverson and that 2000, they shouldn't have even been in that championship that year, but they hit a team in the Lakers that was just as probably more talented, one to one game. And, you know, that Lakers team was just beyond, beyond way too much. They probably way too much for any team in the NBA now, but um, it's just that chemistry, that passion. And that's what I've seen in this Heat team. And it just really, it really impressed me. It truly impressed me a lot. And it just took me back a little bit, you know, just having that excitement, knowing that your team is only but so much talented, but they're grinding it out and they're fighting so hard. And then also to think about it, going into a finals where almost every series that you're playing, you're playing to a game seven, I feel like. You know, the Celtics went to a game seven. Um, who was it previously? Was it Milwaukee prior to that? No, the next, that, next one six. Oh, the next Knicks, six, that went yeah. six. Mm -hmm. um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee was the first round. Five, that went yeah. five. So I'm like, mm -hmm. eventually you're going to get exhausted. I think Nuggets, I think they swept somebody and then – they, they yeah, the Nuggets only lost sweeps. four games the whole the yeah, whole way right. through, so yes. they definitely so they, played a lot less they, games. They had a lot more rest than than mm -hmm. this um, Heat team, and that could have factored in as well. So, but it was it was, it was I'm impressed with the Miami Heat. I really am. So I have to give them credit. They lost, but they should be <clears> proud of themselves for real. All right, guys. Any more thoughts on the Miami Heat Nuggets? When you anything else out there, I'm mean, gonna talk about it. Let, let me ask you this question before we move on, man. Is between just both for both teams, uh, the, you, we talked about Miami and what they did and what they overcame as far as not being that superstar type like team. And you could say the same thing for for the Nuggets. I mean, they have Jokic, obviously, and, and Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. but those other guys, you know, they were they were they're, they're decent guys, but they're not a superstar team. They don't have a big three, if you will. My question is, did Miami and the Nuggets, you know, kill the concept of that you need a, a uh, you know, you need a superstar team or a super or a ma or super team in order to win a championship? Uh, Britt, I'll ask you that first. Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't stand. I, I hated super teams when the super yeah. team started. I know a lot of people blame brand look. Uh, blame LeBron for it, but it really started with the Celtics when they had KG and yeah. Uh, 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 Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and whoever mm -hmm. else was on that daggone team. Boy, do I hope so. Because um, I could see two stars. You know, Nuggets have two stars. They have Joker and they have Jamal Murray. They actually have a young rising star. I know he wasn't very consistent in um, Michael Porter Jr. I've loved him in mm -hmm. college. He just has, He's just very injury prone. Um, <clears throat> man, I hope so because I can't stand it. Like, just get some good quality role players that – that that work well with your two one or two star players and then go from there versus right. trying to put all these star players that don't fit um or they're only there for a year and then you messing up the team for the next 20 years i hope so we're gonna find out though but i hope so it's funny k walk that, that you asked that because I, I was thinking about this a few days ago and i don't know if it it's going to kill the idea of a super team because I think there's always going to mm -hmm. be teams that think, oh, if I go grab KD, right. we mm -hmm. can win it. Or let me get LeBron, we can win right. it. So I think teams will still try it. But I do think it proved that 
team basketball is what's going to win you a championship. Like having one or two ISO guys that are like, oh, I can just get a bucket whenever I need to. I don't know that that wins, man. I think Denver and Miami, both teams that play really good team basketball. Even when you look at Golden State and the championships they won, even though they have stars, they play team basketball. I don't know that these teams, like like a Phoenix, for example, that think, oh, Mm -hmm. we just got a couple guys that can get buckets. I don't think that's going to win you an NBA championship anymore. So to your point, I do think the concept of we got to have a team. People have to play their roles and you got to have a team. I think that's what's going to get you championships now. I really do. Here's my thing to that. Go ahead, Brett. Here's my thing to that. Somebody came along and said, I want three stars. Because if you look at throughout the history of of the NBA, I'm not, you know, no college and all that, but the history of the NBA Majority of the teams who won played team basketball. They may have had one, maybe two stars. The other stars were role players. It started really with, I don't know, way back in the day, Boston Celtics. A lot of times they didn't have star players, but they had good team basketball, played well, good chemistry, and everybody understood their roles. Like Jay said, early, mid-2000s, somebody want to come on, oh, let me add a third star. Right, right. Yeah. Now, also, with with all that being said, how much, how important is coaching, Britt? How how important coaching? We've seen because a lot of these max teams or a lot of these superstar teams, man, they feel like they could just grab a guy who's coaching, you know, uh, you know, a team in the the YMCA (laughs) and they feel like, hey, you want to come coach for us? You know, we got, you know, I'm just using these names. You know, we got KD, we got Kyrie, we got James Harden. I'm just using those names. So for an example purposes only, but you know, we don't we just need you to be there for for you know for the title's sake. We don't really need you to coach for us. But what say you, Britt? You know, again, how important is coaching? Because we saw that in you know Miami, especially Miami. Mm-hmm. But how important is it? Yeah, Miami's had it since forever. Um, mm-hmm. Miami's had it, you know. I know the Spurs have been out for a while because they're just so young, but Coach Pop has been there for years, and that's why he's considered one of the best coaches, if not the best coaches, coaching the NBA between him and Coach Coach Spose, um, one, one, one A, one, two, one B. Um, but coaching is extremely important. Um, we could see it with the Boston Celtics. Prime example, last year they had a good coach in Coach Udoka who helped this team to identify their roles, um, had to make sure they had a focus you know, we're a defensive-minded team first, and then we go off of that, you know. Um, and then this year, I don't know what the heck happened. You have the same players. The only thing that changed was what? The head coach changed. Right. That was really it. You know, you come in, Coach uh, uh, Michael Malone and Coach Postra, which we're, are all very familiar, helped their team, helped to create a culture, you know, mm-hmm. the Heat's culture. We're going to grind. We're gritty. We want to play tough. We want to play hard each and every game, regardless of the talent. Um, pool. And then how important it is to come out of timeouts to draw up the X and O's to understand how to put your players in position to really succeed. That is a coach's job. When you are Kyrie Irving and KD and you want to be the coach, you see what happens. You go to Brooklyn and get swept by a lesser team. So to me, coaching, regardless of what level of basketball you're playing, coaching has always been, um, been important. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's been underrated in the NBA for so long because 
And to the NBA, I mean, they market their stars, right? You know, whereas the NFL, right. they more market team. The NBA market stars. And when you do that, I, I do think it devalues the coaching a little bit. But I do think now, like with this with this finals, it shows you just how important coaching is. It really yeah. does. And even if you go back and just look, even over the last 20 years or so, like, who won championships, exactly. there was always a good coach on that sideline. There may be an outlier here or there, but right. you, know, you talk about Phil Jackson, Popovich, Spolstra, Steve Kerr. Like mm -hmm. These guys are really yeah. good coaches. So I, I def to your point, K-Walk, I, I definitely think coaching matters. To me, the big difference in the NBA are the coaches that are willing to hold their players accountable and the yes. ones that are willing to let things slide. There's right. too many coaches in the NBA that let things slide. And the right. ones that hold people accountable, they're the guys that are standing at the end. So I think it's huge. Great That's stuff. why I got Boo Boo Food by Doc Rivers. I thought he was going to hold his He used to be a coach to hold his players accountable. He gets to the Sixers, and then he got crybaby Ben Simmons. And you come over with James Harden. And, my, you know, my guy is always going to be Joe on B. He's injury-prone as heck, but – he got to stop playing second to these guys. I'm like, oh, can somebody yeah. hold these guys accountable? So I'm praying, guys, that Nick Nurse is the one to hold these guys accountable without a James Harden. He's saying he'll, all the right things so far, out. so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. You know, Doc Rivers did the same thing. We'll see what happens. <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on. Um, I still want to talk about the NBA because now that the championship is done and over, the Denver Nuggets, as we know, are the champions. Congratulations to them. We are rolling right into the NBA offseason. No word on John Morant yet, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so Wizards star Bradley Bill, Wizards star guard Bradley Bill, may be on the trade block. Interesting. Um so I just want to know what potential destinations do you think he could potentially get traded to? Okay, well, I'm going to come to you first on this one. You know what, Britt? When you pose this question, I did some homework on Bradley Bill. It's not going to be easy to trade Bradley Bill because Bradley Bill has a mm -hmm. no uh, no trade contract. I mean, no trade clause in his contract. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be hard for them to uh, to trade him. I don't know if they'll trade him because they, you know they have Kristoff Porzingis. He's going to be a free agent. Mm -hmm. Kyle Kuzma, he's going to be a free agent as well. So I don't know if you want to trade Bradley Bill. But for the sake of the question, I think maybe um, – I don't know if they'll do it, but maybe New York. Um, you know, that, that'll that be mm -hmm. a good look for him. You know, him teaming up with uh, with Jalen Brunson, that'll be a nice little backcourt there yep. for, for sure. Um, so I, I would say that's the only team that I would say that he possibly – not only team, but the one that jumps, off that, jumps out at me right now for the sake of – uh, the question is the New York Knicks again. I don't know if the Wizards would do it in conference, but um, that's one of the teams that I can see him going. Possibly, I don't know how much the, the LA Lakers um, have to trade. Um, you know, possibly I don't know what type of trade commodity they have there. That jumped out at me as well, and also you know possibly uh, the Suns. Uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, Suns has made that trade, so I don't know how much trading uh, commodity they have there. But first and foremost, the Knicks jump out at me, uh, you know, uh, for sure. Yeah, I think the Knicks was actually be a, a good look, though. Um, next to Jalen Brunson, you still have uh, Randall, um, Julius Randall there. Um, I still think they will probably need one or two more pieces outside of those guys. Mm -hmm. You know, they were also on my list. That's why I absolutely agree with that. Um, the Mavericks are on my list. You know him okay, next to uh, uh, Luca. I think will mm -hmm. be be pretty good. Um, 
no defense from either one of them, but hey, it's okay. Yeah. It'll still work out. <laughs> you have a good <laughs> one, one and two. Um, I don't have a clue how they would potentially make it work because there's just no trade assets, but possibility right. if James Harden leaves, the Sixers could be in on him as well. There actually has been rumors that the Sixers are trying to talk to the Wizards to potentially bring him in. Uh, Bradley Bill and Joel Embiid are very good friends, apparently. Um, if you can keep Tyrese Maxey, you know, maybe Maxey can then play the one. He had a lot of practice last season, and then Bradley Bill ends up playing the two, <clears throat> although Maxey is more of a two guy. We'll see about that. That's still a small, not great defensive backcourt, but it might work. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then my last one also, okay, well, I mentioned was the Lakers. You know, I think him uh, paired up with a healthy, hopefully, AD and a healthy LeBron. That could actually be, you know, a very good team. And odds are they're going to do everything they can to keep Austin Reed. So they have some good young pieces over there. Um, that that that's a pretty good team. I love Bradley Bills. He can shoot. He's a very good shooter or a very good scorer. And he has this tough mentality. He just needs to stay healthy. Um, he got to play more than sixty games a year. But Jay, what are your thoughts? Now, I, I think you guys hit all the the right teams. Um, for me, I think wherever he goes, like I think in Bradley Bills' mind, he probably thinks that he's still like the guy. And I think he's got to go to a team where he's the other guy, like where yeah. he's number two or even a number three, because I think in that role, he'd be super effective. Yeah. If he's the best player on your roster, I, yeah. I don't think that's going to get you anywhere. So if I'm Bradley Bill and I, and I have a choice to say, Hey, I want to go there. I don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. I think he's got to humble himself a little bit and say, let me go somewhere where I'm number two, maybe even number three. And then we got a really good team and not, try to go somewhere where he, where he can be the guy. That's why I love New York. I think with him and Randall and the point guard whose name is escaping me right now. Brunson. Yeah. I think that's a good trio. And then like you guys mentioned, the Lakers under LeBron's leadership and AD, that could be a really nice trio as well. So as long as he's not the guy, I, th I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think this season, I think he'll definitely be traded. I think it's time for the, the Wizards just to start over. Um, It hasn't worked out in years. They keep starting over, but maybe this is the right start over. Uh, yeah. the, and we'll, we'll see about Damian Lillard with the Blazers. I know the Blazers are trying to hold on and get him a second star versus trying to trade him. But I don't. I think, depending on what they do this offseason, Damian Lillard may end up asking out. So yeah, um, And I, I know so. it's a quite a few teams that he may potentially be interested in if he could get traded to them. It sounds like we're going to have a lot of sign-in trades this this summer. Um, <clears> and I hope Phoenix wants James Harden, James Harden that bad so we can do a sign-in trade with them. But we'll move on. Please, <laughs> please <laughs> the Phoenix. So I have a list of players, okay? And I just wanted to tell you, free agent guys, and I just want you guys to tell me, I'm only going to do about three because I got to get to the ultimate goal, goal before uh, we move on to commercial and Jay takes over. Um, but I'm going to list some players, and I just want you to tell me where you think these particular NFL players will sign, hopefully before training camp or right before the season uh, um, begins. First one. Very well known. This has been talked about a lot recently since Arizona Cardinals released them. And I know we spoke about this before, but I would like for us to speak about it again. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, a.k.a. D-Hop. Where do you think he will sign? Um, or I'm sorry, where do you think he will go to? Which team do you think he will sign with? How about, there we go. I got to figure it out, guys, um, this offseason. Jay, I'm going to come to you first. 
Look, I'm not I'm not being a cowboy lover here, but I really think if he goes to the Cowboys, that would be good, right? You got D Hop and C D Lamb, and then I think Brandon Cooks is, is still mm-hmm. on that roster as well. That's a pretty nice trio there. That gives Dak a lot of different weapons to go to. So I think the Cowboys could be a really nice destination for him. There's rumors that he's really interested in the Patriots. I don't, I don't, I'm not exactly sure why, but he's enamored with the organization for some reason. So the Patriots might also be an option, but if I'm D hop, go to that star, go to the star, go to Dallas, play for America's team. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Jay, you must, you probably didn't see that interview when they asked him about Dak Prescott and it was, he was like, yeah, no. Nah. He, he's gonna have he's to like, get over that. Nah. He's gonna have to get over. That. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, for me, um, of course, I would love him for the Eagles, but it's just not enough football to go around. Yeah, you know, Devontae happen. Smith and AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard. Hey, he said he would like to come here, but we're not giving up one of those other guys for him to come here. Um, but I, I mean, I had a few teams, you know. Baltimore. I don't know if they have enough money. I know we spoke about this before. I think Baltimore with him and Odell, that would be whew, that would give Lamar Jackson all the weapons that he needs to to have a good year. Um, and no excuses this year. You know, a lot of people haven't really spoke too much about it. But what about Denver? You know, I know they were looking to get rid of uh, I don't know if it was KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy, one of them. Um, but he would be a great target for. Or uh, um, Russell Wilson. I know Sean Payton would love to have him. So, those that is, I didn't really write a list of teams as I'm going off the top of mind here today. <laughs> um, so, those two, and I know I said a couple other teams in the past, but I'm going to start <clears throat> out with those two. But, K, what your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was all in with one team until the rumor came out or the, the news came out. Like Jay mentioned, the Patriots. He's supposed to be meeting with the mm-hmm. Patriots tomorrow and Thursday. So we know that the Patriots have a lot of cap space. They have a lot of cap space there. So if it's about the money for D hop and, you know, it could potentially win there too. Cause you got Bill Belichick. They got a young quarterback and, and, and Mac Jones, and they don't really have mm-hmm. a star receiver over there. You know, they rarely have a star receiver over there um, to be honest with you. So that may be a good look. You guys said that he's very interested in the organization spending two days there. says a lot. Yeah, um, you know, it, it says <laughs> yeah. a lot, you know, they, it's all about the numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming there, but the team before that rumor came out, before I heard that news, I, I thought about the Browns. I thought the Browns and, you know, um, re, uh, reuniting with, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson might be the, yeah. you know, a good look there. I think that would be a, a really good look there. I know they got, um, they had a good running game there. I forget which one of the run. I think it's Kareem Hunt that, um, is no longer there. Um, but they right. still have a decent running game there. They, they still have Njoko, the uh, um, the tight end there. So, I mean, it's it's a good look, and it's a great receiver. They have chemistry together between D, D Watt and, and D Hop um, there. And I'm pun intended, ladies and gentlemen. I don't really mean to do that. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I think that would be a good fit for, uh, for for both sides. But it looks like it's, it's leaning towards uh, the Patriots, so for sure. But I like yeah, the and let's not forget the Titans. I know there was a lot of interest there yeah, too. So, yeah, actually that, visit so. the Titans as well. And they absolutely yeah. need a star, but they need a little bit more than that as well. All right, next one, guys. Uh, he recently was released, officially released by the Vikings, uh, running back Dalvin Cook. What team do you think he will sign? K Walk, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah, I have two teams on here, and and we talked about it earlier with Brandon, uh, with Brandon about this because it was mm-hmm. rumors that the Broncos are one of the favorites uh, to to to, uh, to land Dalvin Cook um, 
for sure. But another team that jumps out, I mean, I think it'd be a better fit than the Broncos, and that's the Miami Dolphins. I think with his skill set, the way he's able, he's a dual threat uh, out of the backfield. He's still got some speed there. Um, he's he's a he's a decent receiver out of the backfield. And what Mike McDaniel's like to do like to do uh, over there is uh, they like to get the ball. Like they like to get the receiver. I mean, the running backs involved in the passing game. So those two teams jumped out at me. After talking to Brandon, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, after listening to him, I'm not so sure about the Broncos. So mm-hmm. with that being said, I'm going to say the Dolphins. I like that. I like that move. Yeah, for me, I've only had one team, and I that to me was Miami Dolphins um, for all the reasons K. Walk said. And if all, he also provides protection for Tua. Yeah. You know, Tua's been hurt the last couple years, really got hurt bad last year. Um, if he goes over to Miami with those two receivers and Tua is able to elevate his game, that's going to be a very tough offense to dangerous. stop. You know, yeah. that, that is a very, very dangerous team. So I, I don't see why not. I, my mind go to Miami no questions about it but Jay your thoughts yeah I I was reading earlier today that the Chicago Bears might really be in the mix for him Uh, obviously Justin Fields young quarterback still developing to have a guy like Cook in the backfield just to take some of the pressure off I think that could be really huge so keep your eyes on the Bears because I definitely think they're they're going to want to see if they can make a move to get a hold of him right one one more then we'll move on because we got to get to break uh Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> this one's an interesting one. For those who don't know, defensive end Jadavian Clowney. Which team do you think he will sign with? Jay, I'm gonna start with you first. I don't know. This was a tough one. I don't. I mean, is anyone beating down the door for Clowney still? I mean, he get he's phenomenal talent, so. but he's always injured. So I don't know that there's gonna be a lot of people beating down the door. But I, I think I read somewhere that maybe Seattle. Um, you know, Pete Carroll likes guys like that. Maybe mm-hmm. can come in and be a pass rusher on third down, something like that. So I've got Seattle on my list, but it's going to be interesting to see what the market really is for Clowney now that he's later in his career. Yeah, it's and it's, it's interesting because, of, like you said, Jay, he's, he's so injury prone. So you don't know exactly how teams are really feeling about him right now. Yeah. He was talented. He's very talented, um, but as a free agent, I was actually thinking of the team Jay uh, rooted for last year. Don't know if he'll root for his team this year. <laughs> he hasn't declared that yet, but the Cowboys you know, have a, a, a quality pass rusher as long as he stays healthy on the other side of Michael Parsons. That yeah. could be very interesting. Interesting. He's not that old. What is he, about 28, 29 years old, um, yeah, I, I think. Know. So still somewhat fairly young. Um, if not, I heard they were interested in tra- trading for Chase Young. I don't know if Washington's going to do that, but I mean, why not? That's a decent team. I would say my Eagles, but we're so stacked on both. Yeah, that's just too many players. I'm being greedy now. <laughs> I don't mind being greedy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought maybe the Cowboys. You're going to definitely need a pass rush going up against, um, you know, this Eagles twice a year or. Yeah, there's really nobody else in our division. So going up against the Eagles, going up against – I know they have the 49ers next year as well. So you definitely need both sides uh, – two guys on both sides on that defense. But, K-Walk, your thoughts? Yeah, you mentioned a team that um, that I think he'd be an excellent fit for, and that's uh, the 49ers. I'm not, I'm not saying that because I'm a 49er fan. <laughs> I think – no, I'm serious. I just really think that's a good fit. The 49ers need another, uh, you know, quality – uh, pass rusher on the op- opposite side of Nick Bosa, and um, you guys mentioned he's injury prone. And with that 49ers defense and that and and how um, 
they're uh, they're really deep there. But what they don't have is they don't have a bona fide pass rusher on the opposite side of Nick Bosa. They have young Drake Jackson there um, uh, for sure. He's coming along, but he's still raw. Um, but I think you you put um, Javion Clowney in there with Coach uh, you know Coach Chris uh, Kuriak, the defensive line coach there, man. Mm-hmm. Put him in certain situations where you know you put him on third down and uh, have him go you know pin his ears back and go get the quarterback uh, for sure. And that way you can you know you can you can salvage him, you can save him from those injuries. You know you know to lower the risk of those injuries. But I do I'm, I'm not even saying this as a 49er fan. I think that'd be a really a really good look for uh, for both sides for sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting with Jadavion Carney. Uh, next thing you know, we might hear that he retired. But all right, guys, let's move on. <laughs> Do the injuries. Do the injuries, guy, guys. Um, so now we're going to move on to Ultimate Goat. The goat of all goats. I'm going to name five athletes. Um, K-Walk and Jay will tell me who they think is the goat of all these particular, out of all these particular five athletes. All right. So first, we're starting off with quarterback Peyton Manning. Um, long-time NFL quarterback, Hall of Fame. Next, we're going to go with guard, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant. Next, we're going to go with track superstar, Usain Bolt. Next, y'all know know I always got to throw my woman in there. We're going to go with forward, the amazing forward, Maya Moore. And then we're going to go with the swim champ. Still don't know how he did that smoking all that marijuana. Yes, I said marijuana. Michael Phelps. Who do you think is the goat of all goats amongst these five athletes? Who want to go first? Yeah. I need a bit of it. Yeah, all of these are, oh yeah, all of these are great. Uh, Peyton Manning. Two Super Bowls, two different teams. I, I, I like it. I don't, you know, I have them in my top five all-time quarterbacks, um, all-time quarterbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, great argument there. Kobe is, it, it, it's Kobe uh, with five championships there. Um, what's he say? I'm sorry. Oh. Usain Bolt was, um, he was insane. <laughs> Usain was insane. Um, I mean, I just didn't see anyone mm-hmm. as, as fast as this guy, man. For sure, Maya Moore. Um, I got all. Um, I have her on my all-time team she as has well. Five. Yeah, but I have her on my all-time starting team. To be <laughs> honest with you, we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to do that at one point, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Michael Phelps, man. I'm. Gonna, I think Michael Phelps and everything that he did, and all of the uh, the the um, gold medals, the silver medals, all of the medals that he won, and how dominant he was in his sport. I think out of this group, I think he was the most dominant with Hussein Bolt being a close second. But I think Michael Phelps did it uh, more and did it longer. Um, so I'm going to go with Michael Phelps here. Yeah, uh, K-Walk, you took my answer. I had Michael Phelps <laughs> on this one. I thought about Hussein Bolt, and I thought about Maya Moore because Maya Moore was dominant. Yeah. And every year she was based in the WNBA, she won a championship just about. <clears throat> um, but Michael Phelps was just on another daggone yeah. level. Like I said, you never really seen anybody smoke weed and go win the swim 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 meet. Um, it's, it's unheard of. Nobody really does it. Um, I don't. I'm not even sure if he was supposed to do it. He never got caught. Um, but he was just on another level year after year after year after year for so long, like K Walk said. So I got to go with Michael Phelps also. Jay, who you got? 
Man, when you said Usain Bolt, I was like, that's my pick. You know, I, I was mm -hmm. definitely going with Bolt. Still holds the record at the 100 and the 200 meter. But then when you said Phelps, I, I immediately said, Ooh. well, I, I got to go Phelps. <laughs> 28 Olympic medals. I mean, that's Crazy. just blowing everybody out of the water. I was just looking it up. I think he's got 85 medals in total just throughout swimming and like 65 of them are gold. I mean, mm -hmm. he was just ridiculous. So I think you, I think he's the only choice here. So I'm going to make it unanimous. I'm going Phelps as well. All right. One more. I actually have two today. So I got okay. three minutes. These are good. One more. These are good. Um, and this one is my all female goats. All right. Okay. So you got to choose a female on this one. All right. First one, the amazing center, Lisa Leslie, longtime WNBA player. <clears throat> The amazing gym, gymnast, Miss Simone, Simone, well, I was say Simone Biles, track star for a lifetime, Miss Allison Felix, tennis great, Miss Venus Williams, and amazing soccer player, Miss Mia Hamm. Who do you think is the goat of all goats? I know, K-Walk, you went first last time. Jay, I got to go with you first on this one. Man, I was pretty sure where I was going until you threw Mia Ham in there. I, I really liked Mia Ham when they were uh, winning that gold that back, in back in the early 90s. So that, that was a really good one. But I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going to go Simone Biles here because I don't think people realize just how incredible she is. I, I mean, just she changed women's gymnastics. I mean, she did things that no one could ever do before. She was just absolutely ridiculous. So I think when I look at all these players, like Venus isn't the best women's tennis player ever. I don't think Allison Felix is the best women's track athlete. Ever. She has a lot of medals, but I don't know that I would say she's the best. Lisa Leslie, she's probably underrated for me, but I just think Simone is head and shoulders above all of her competition. So I'm going Simone Biles here. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Um, this was actually tough for me because I love me and him. She was one of my favorite just female me athletes of all time. Um, Venus Williams, I think injuries derailed her her career. I know she got ill with some immune, um, immune disease, which kind of impacted her playing a lot. But she was a game changer. She's the reason sure. why Venus Serena was able to play the way she was uh, playing. She went through it first, guys. Um, Lisa Leslie, all-time great in the WNBA. Simone Biles, all-time great in the gymnastics. But I got to give this one to Allison Felix. You know, she was just incredible. She may not be the best in the 100. She didn't run in 100. 200 wasn't her event. But that 400, she could outrun any girl you put in that on that track. She was probably one of the greatest female uh, 400 track uh, uh, track stars ever. And I think she has more gold medals than a lot of track stars, men or women, if I can recall. I know she broke that record recently. Um, I think I'm going to go with Allison Felix. I got to go okay. Allison Felix on this one. Okay. Um, she's just an incredible athlete. You know, the things she had to overcome, things she's accomplished to me, which is incredible. But K-Walk, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one for sure. Uh, Lisa Leslie, I think she was a little bit before her time. I would have loved to see her play in this to the, in today's game against these yeah. uh, these female athletes uh, for sure to see exactly where she stacks. She would stack up. But I still think she would, you know, she would 
uh, hold her own, but I, I just don't know if she would be as, as dominant um, as she was in her day. Um, Allison Felix, um, I, I think, you know, you mentioned she didn't run the one, she didn't run the two, she ran the four. I think if she would have ran the two, she would have been very successful because she was so she was so great at running the four, and the four generally makes you stronger for the two. So I, I think if she, she missed out on some medals there, she'd have ran the two a little bit more. She um, has a couple medals at the two. Yeah, I think she could have more, though, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Venus Williams, she's not even the best tennis player in her family, so I can't go with her. Um, so what's happy is said, it leaves me and him and Simone Biles. I was right along with Jay. I had Simone Biles locked in. Um, you can lock it in until, uh, I don't know if you guys <laughs> watched that show, um, The Wall, that's produced by uh, LeBron. I don't know if you guys watch that show, but watch that show when they say lock it in and you can't change your mind. <laughs> I was about to lock it in with, with Simone until you mentioned me and Ham, so it made me think again. Um, it's closer than I thought, but I'm going to go with Simone, Simone Biles. I think that she dominates, but me and Ham, nothing to take away from me and Ham. She was yeah, just outstanding. She's great. She was before her time. Oh, she just did it uh, just did it effortlessly, but I have to go with Simone Biles for sure. <clears throat> and the correction, uh, I gotta admit this correction because I just looked it up. Allison Felix was a specialist in the 200. Oh, then she okay. gradually, she rationally ran more races in the 200. Then she okay. gradually went to the 400. So she she got one, uh, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven gold medals in the 200 meters. I stand so corrected as well. I stand corrected too because okay. I remember okay. you know, last time we seen her, she was just running the 400. But okay, she specialized in both, but 22 gold medals yeah that's saying that's saying that's saying a lot <laughs> that's that's, that's insane lot. 22 gold that that's many. insane yeah i knew she broke the record but yeah. that's insane but yes allison felix simone biles great athletes me and ham how did we not say me and ham not one of us said me and him she was on the cusp but she was, it was, been, that was my finalist. she was a finalist i don't know We're if that helps and, and <laughs> venus and and you know what you got when you when you think about venus you i mean i think she has seven major championships mm -hmm. yeah. but if she didn't have to play serena in those That's finals like if, that, if there was somebody else venus would probably have 12 or 15 majors and not seven so right. serena kept venus from kind of elevating she's not even so, the best in her family know? so i yeah. can't put her the best right. of all time. right, right. <laughs> All right, guys, so we go ahead into break. When we come back, we will continue with more sports and more fun. Jay will take over. Um, but you guys are watching the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. 
Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. Guys, go ahead, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share it with your friends. You can also check us out on Apple, Google, and Spotify for the podcast. All right, guys, I want to circle back around to the NBA just a little bit and talk about Ja Morant. Now that the finals are over, that decision is going to come down on, on Ja Morant probably any day now, I'm assuming. Let's kind of break this up into, into pieces. Okay, well, the first piece of this is just, do you think Josh should be suspended? Because I'm hearing a lot of people say that he didn't break any laws. Right. Why is the NBA jumping in and, and trying to suspend this guy? What are your thoughts just on that part? Do you think he should be suspended? I think he should, Jay. And I know he's come out and said, or, or I don't know if it was him or, 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 his, um, you know, or his party said that that gun wasn't real. But we don't know that Which watching is that a video. Excuse. Right, exactly, exactly. So what, let's just say, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, for argument's sake, it wasn't real. You've had, you know, you, you know, your, your uh, reputation precedes you, man. You've had um, incidents where you, you flashed a real gun. So we don't know if that gun is real or not. Again, there's no legal action there. And an NBA has come out and said that we're not basing his suspension or we're not basing our decision. And it says suspension. Let me, let me rephrase that. They said, we're not basing our decision off of a legal matter. It's this is the NBA values. So what that means is that John Moran is out here, you know, doing things that doesn't necessarily represent the, you know, the, the shield, if you will, the NBA logo, that Jerry West logo. So he's not doing, he's not going about it the right way. So with all that being said, I'm going to say John Moran should be suspended, man, because it, it fake or not, man, he should, he should know going into this gun real or not. It's not a good look for you, bro. It's not a good look for you. So I think he gets, I think he should get a year suspension, man. If not a year suspension, maybe that's a little too harsh. At least half the season, at least half was that uh, 41 games. So like 41 games, I think he should at, at the minimum, because like uh, Adam Silver has come out and said that this is about the value of the NBA and what the NBA means and what we're trying to mm -hmm. represent here. Um, and John Moran's not doing a great job of that. And he could possibly, you know, if he does everything the right way, he could be the face of the uh, um, of the NBA. Um, but he's going about it the wrong way. So I say half the season, 41 games. Um, if he gets a full season, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Wow, man. Um, I agree with you. I think he should be suspended. I don't know any grown men that just walk around with toy guns. I yeah, mean, I, I don't know anyone seriously. who seriously. just carries a toy gun around. So I, I thought that excuse was laughable, to be honest. Um, yeah, man, it's code of conduct, right? Even if you're not breaking the law, we all have jobs. There's certain mm -hmm. things, even if it's not against the law, that your job might not want you to do because right. it might be a bad look for them. So He's got to fall in line with the NBA's code of conduct. And for whatever reason, he's not doing that. Man, K-Walk, I, I, I was thinking that maybe he'd get something like 30 games. Okay. You're, at, you're at half the season or potentially yeah, even man. a full season. Britt, what say you? Do you think he – I think we all probably agree he's going to be suspended. But what do you think mm -hmm. the length of that suspension is going to be? Um. Well, well, first and foremost, like you guys said, you know, we all have jobs. So – I don't know why people people view, and I understand they're millionaires, and I think maybe that's the, the confusing thing in most people's minds is that these are millionaires, but at the same time, they are employees. They're not Seriously. the business owners of these teams, so they are representing these teams, uh, their organizations, as well as the NBA as a whole. 
So if you go out there looking crazy, looking like you want to be part of the mafia or something like that, then B is going to come harder down on you, right? right? So it's, it's, it's just like us three, you know, when we go to work or whatnot, if we out here waving guns on social media and that's not a good look for where we work, you know, or, yeah. you know, the organization that we're a part of, you know, it yeah. creates a negative kind you know, a negative image. And they're like, no, we could find somebody else. Now I'm not saying you're just going to find a job Morant talent wise, you, you probably won't, but it's, is it worth it? You know, is it's risk versus reward. Is it worth it? And that's the question, but to answer your question, yes. I think he deserves to be suspended. <clears throat> Hopefully that's the best way he learns because this is like the umpteenth, umpteenth time he done did something. We had another incident after incident after incident. I think he should at least at least get half a season, so it's just 41 games Man. at least. Um, and like K-Walk said, if he gets the full season, I, I would not be surprised. I mean, look, we've seen guys – Especially over in the NFL, get suspended for far less for Damn, betting. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, betting eleven hundred dollars got somebody suspended an entire year. People, yeah. there are players who are get ready get suspended because they didn't learn from the last players thinking they're not going to get caught. Um, get ready get suspended due to Plaxico Burst. Look at Plaxico Burst when he shot yeah. himself. Right, he yeah. shot himself. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't shoot nobody else. He shot himself. himself right? <laughs> he got suspended. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he's got a, unfortunately, and I love John Moran. I love his talent. That's what I mean when I love say I love John Moran. He's got to grow up. He has to mature. He has to yeah. grow up. I understand he's only 23 years old, but hopefully this is a light bulb click, clicks off in his head and says, you know what? I got to change some things here before I lose yeah. it all. Yeah, and you got to ask yourself if you're John Morant, like, what do you want your name to mean to people? When people say the name right. John Morant, yeah. what does that mean to? What do you want people? What do you want people to think when they when they hear that name? I know the kids nowadays, or you know, today's society called the brand. Your brand. What is your brand about? What do you want your brand to be? I always mm-hmm. tell my, I always tell my kids if they do something and it, and it could affect their name, I'm like, think about your name. Like, do you want people to know you for that, or you want to know you for something more positive? I think they had to start. He used to start looking at that. First and foremost, right. it starts with your name, man, and how do you want to be recognized, and how do you want to be known for? Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's a great point, and and I and I and I I do think a lot of that starts at home too, right? And we've Absolutely. seen John Morant's father mm-hmm. sort of being his best friend, and not necessarily being somebody in his life that's willing to sit down and have a difficult right. conversation mm-hmm. with him. But you're right, man. Like. You never want to embarrass your family or embarrass no. your family's name, but obviously no. that's not a conversation that's being had in that household. But I, I do think you guys are right now that I think about it, because I guess Adam Silver was saying like they uncovered some other things like during their investigation. So, you, you know, maybe you're right. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets half a year or even a full year if they've uncovered some things that maybe the media doesn't even know about yet. So. This thing could be real ugly for John Morant. This is a hard thing to predict, K-Walk, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. Like, if we fast forward five years, let's say, we fast forward five years, is John Morant going to be somebody that we're saying, okay, this kid has reached his potential and he's back on track, or are we going to be saying, what a waste of talent? I'm going to go with the, uh, the the first one. I'm going to go with the four the four one, uh, Jay, because I think he'll get it. 
I think he's still young, and I think the suspension will um will uh, who said that I don't know if Britt said it where where a light bulb will go eventually you know click or go off. I think he'll five years from now we'll say he gets it. He learned from his mistakes because I do believe that he will do that. I mean, he's young enough to to, to uh, he's young enough to make those mistakes. I said that you know, what do your name wants to be? You want to mess if you mess up your name now, you're still young enough to get that back, man, to get the credibility back there, man, and clean up your name. So I'm going to say Jay that he's going to say it's going to be he gets it, he's gotten it, and you know he's on track to uh, to, to be successful. I, I believe in a young man. I believe in a young man. I just think he just has to have the right. He's He's got to be smart enough to get the right around right people around him. And I think he'll ultimately do that, man. But it's not looking good right now. But I but I believe in him. Man. I believe he'll get it done. Britt? Yeah, um, I'm in agreement with K-Walk. You know, he's, he's still so young. You know, imagine what half of us did or all of us did when we were 21, 22, 23 yeah, I, years old. Was, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> living reckless lives, not thinking not, twice not about happy it. About something. Um, <laughs> right, not understanding how certain you. decisions you make now can impact, you know, your future, or or yeah. if you have a business, how it can impact his business. And right now, I think he he's going to learn, and he has to learn quick how it's affecting his money because he lost millions of dollars yeah, with the suspension. Yeah. Um, and I think this may be potentially impact his next contract as well. Yeah, it took so him out of the super. Took think, him out of supermax running. Yeah, right. So um, I, I think he's going to learn. He's going to learn very, very fast. Not just that, but I'm pretty sure he lost some endorsement deals because, like K. Walk said, it's your image, it's your brand. Companies don't want to rep, don't want to sponsor or be represented by a guy who's about waving guns and stuff. Um, <clears throat> online or whatnot, especially the impact that guns are having in our lives Seriously. right now, especially our children's lives. You know, people are getting killed left and right with guns, playing with guns. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's going to learn quick. I hope so, guys. I hope you're right. Um, I, I can't imagine. It's got to be hard in 2023 being famous and young and rich like that. That's got to be a really difficult thing to navigate, right? What's but, your answer to that question, Jay? The thing that scares me about it, K Walk, <laughs> is that is that we've seen guys before him not figure it out. Like we've right. seen guys who had all the talent in the world and throw it away and just never be able to, to get it figured out. And the only thing that scares me about it is like the first time it happened, he got on and he said, you know, he did the interview. I made a mistake. I'm gonna get the help that I need. Yada yada yada, and then what? A month or so later, the same exact thing happened. So that's what kind of makes me nervous. But I, I, I do. I, if I have to pick, I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you guys. I'm gonna say that he figures it out. I, I certainly okay. hope that he figures it out. This is what I think, um, because we've seen, like you said, athletes in the past. You know, we've seen athletes that got a second chance, and we see athletes that they just it yeah. just blew up in their face. Um, prime example: Allen Iverson. I think the biggest impact he had his second chance due to the right mentors in his life um, is going to be the changes that maybe his dad makes as well. Um, because clearly he looks up to his father, which I love it. I love the fact that his dad is yeah, in his life. Great, yeah. It's fantastic, but clearly he's following behind you. So if you're okay in this, he thinks it's okay. But I think if his dad sits him down, he seems like a smart guy and really talks talks to him, then I think John Morant uh, will change. Or maybe if he could grab hold of, you know, a positive mentor in his life, 
I think um, he'll get that second chance. Somebody, somebody may need to sit down, John Murat Senior, too, or Mr. Murat. That too. They need to sit him down as well. They, you know, all that yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah, I agree. And I think K. Walk, you said get getting the right people around yeah. him. And then I think mm-hmm. the other part of that is getting the wrong people away from yeah. him. Because obviously this guy still has people hanging around that, that he, mm-hmm. he needs to let go of. He's got to let, let go Let me ask this question just real quick, Jay. Just yeah, a real yeah. quick yes or no. What do you think about like guys like LeBron and those guys, you know, possibly stepping in the leaders? Chris Paul, um, who's the leader of the, uh, in, uh, the NBA Players Association, stepping in, pulling this guy aside. Do you think they will do that? Do you think they have or they will do that? I think those are the kind of guys that would be willing to. I think that the question is, is is a guy like John Morant willing to listen? You know, it's got to be hard, man, when you're young and you got all the money in the world and you got everything at your fingertips. You think you know everything. You probably just don't want to listen to anybody, you know? Uh, And I think it takes some maturing to kind of get to that level. So I think LeBron, Chris Paul, those guys could be great mentors for him. But the question really is, is he willing to listen? So I, and that's, that's the thing I'm not, I'm not sure of. Gotcha. All right, y'all let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit here. I want to, I want to go back to the, the, the uh, finals just for a minute, ask about a couple players. I think this simple, this question is pretty straightforward. So just to get your quick thoughts on it, mm-hmm. everyone's been heaping all kind of praise on Joker Brit and rightfully so he, he was fantastic in the finals. Mm-hmm. But is he the best player in basketball? That, that's the million-dollar question that everybody wants to know. Right now, is this guy the best player in basketball? You should have saved her for last, Jay. <laughs> Why? You know where you go. Why? <laughs> um, I know he's definitely a difference maker for sure. Um, that playmaking ability is one above all. Um, I don't know if he's the best player in basketball um because i feel like we get too excited and this happened time and time again every time somebody comes along with a different sort of skill set you know win a championship everybody in the world gets excited he's such a bas- yeah. great basketball player we did it with Giannis. we did it with a couple other players as well um i don't know if i say he's the best player in basketball <clears throat> um because like i said i, I look at both sides of the court right <laughs> I think offensively, he's the best. Uh, just not just from a scoring standpoint, because I don't even think he's the best scorer, right? Um, I just think his playmaking abilities are the best, whether he's scoring or he's setting somebody else up to score. Um, I think he's the best player as far as elevating other people's games or helping to elevate other people's games as well. But I have to give credit to the GM and the coach for that as well. Um, I think he's the smartest player in basketball. I think he's the best player when it comes to making the least mistakes. Like he does not make mistakes. You look for him to make a mistake. He does not make, he plays, his basketball cue is so high. It makes no sense. Um, but do I think he's the best basketball player? No, he's definitely in my top five though. And it took me a long time to put him up there. (laughs) Um, but no, I don't think he's the best player because I look at both sides of the court. But for what the heck that guy does, he's the yeah, what he does is the best. Right, sure. Britt, let yeah, me ask you this great. just real quick. If you were making a list, mm-hmm. give me someone you would have ahead of him. Who's ahead of him? 
Trying to remove. I know this is rough because I didn't even tell y'all I was going to go this route, but I just kind of thought of it. Is there someone? (laughs) Is Giannis ahead of him? Is KD? Is Steph? Is uh, Embiid? Is is Tatum? Like, if you were writing down a list, would you put any of those guys before Joker? I'm trying to put it all together. That's why I'm sitting here thinking. Think on that um, for a minute, Brent. Let, let, yeah, I'm going to go to K-Wall. I'm going to think on that one. I'm going to think on that one. K-Wall, best player in basketball? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. And I, I know Brent want to say both both ends of the court. I don't think the brother really needs to play defense because he plays, you know, he plays so well. I think he he's long enough where he can affect shots. No, he doesn't block a ton of shots. Um, but he what he what he does, he has quick hands. And if you saw in the in the series, he does a lot of uh ball swiping when guys coming into the, the lane and they have the ball down low. He has quick hands and he knocks the ball out of the uh the you know the um the ball handle his hands a lot. No, he yeah. doesn't, you know, he doesn't block a lot of shots because a lot of people don't challenge him. They really don't challenge him because not because he can jump, uh, you know, a thousand feet high, but just because he's his presence, he's long as he is. And you just think he's just an immediate shot blocker. So I'm going to say, yeah, man, I just never seen anything like this. As unorthodox as he is, man, I don't care what he throws up. It can bounce off the rim nine times and it'll find <laughs> yeah. a way to go in, man. It's just so frustrating. And like Brett mentioned, he's such a, uh, basketball he has such a high basketball iq um everything that he does i mean from rebounding to um you know to assist to scoring oh, oh breaking news ladies and gentlemen uh joker just uh uh boxed another triple double ladies and gentlemen so yeah you know what man <laughs> he's just phenomenal man he walks off the he walks off the bus man and he and he's has a triple double but uh i think he gets away with a lot but you know i think he's earned that at, at the same time but yeah jay i don't have anyone in front of him so i don't need a list i don't need to think about it um he's the best in, in the game right now and i i could be a, uh you know i could be affected by the prisoner of the moment but what i've seen him do in this series and i mean now in the the playoff run that he had because i got a lot of chance to watch him because this all of his game all the playoff games been televised but i've been more dialed into the game the, the series against the heat and i gotta say man this this guy man it, it, he's something special man if he can stay healthy he's going to be that way for a long time yeah man to your point because I, I like i said i didn't watch a ton mm-hmm. of him this year He's a little better defender than I thought because you just yeah. hear people say, oh, he can't defend. He's a serviceable defender. Like he yeah. said, he's not going to lock anybody down, but he's smart enough and decent enough to stay in front of people and contest shots. He's not going to, he's not going to, you're not going to mistake him for a great defender, but I, I feel like he's serviceable. And then obviously what he brings to the offensive end. I mean, first player ever in the history of the NBA to go throughout the playoffs and lead in scoring rebounds and assists. I mean, that's Did he have just, a dunk? Did he have a I don't dunk? Think, I, I didn't see him dunk. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think right now, and I and I hope I'm not being a prisoner of the moment, but when I think about that list and those names I named, I don't know that I would feel comfortable saying this guy's definitely better than him, right? So I don't think I have anybody ahead of him. Um, Britt, let me just circle back to you real quick. What do you think? I mean... <clears throat> look, I look. Joker is great. Like he, he really is great. Like I said, he's top five, and 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 I'm gonna keep it that way. That's just how I just feel like so many people are becoming the prisoner more. I need to see consistency. So if you want to be number one for me, I need to see it again next year, and maybe for a couple years before I put you ahead of, you know, the likes of shoot 
<clears throat> even LeBron to this to this point. He's 40 years old, so I'm still not sure if I'm ready to put him above him. What more does or, he have to do? He's a two-time or whatnot. This is this is my thoughts. <laughs> I respected your thoughts, so this is my thoughts. Okay, right? go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So um, I just need to see consistency with it. Yes, he did it this year, and I love it. I respect it, but we've been the prisoner of the moment prior, especially when it came to Giannis. Giannis was the greatest player in basketball, and that was just last year, if I can recall, or earlier this season when he was the greatest player in basketball. But now everybody just took that away because they seen the greatness in, the, in Nikola Jokic. So I just need to see it more than one season. That's all I'm going to say. But, Brett, you, you said more than one season. <laughs> what more does he have to do? Because he won prior to this year. He won back-to-back MVPs. This year he didn't no, win. I MVP, understand but that. MVP, but then did we do that? Didn't we do that with Giannis? That was the same thing with Giannis. Same exact thing with Giannis. Didn't we do that with Giannis? Okay. Yeah, we probably y'all, did. Y'all, that and y'all Giannis. said he was the greatest player, Giannis. I was but never I really on Giannis like that. I do think the media I'll was. I said on but, this show I, he was the greatest player, so I will I not be the I don't know that I ever. I don't, I don't think that's because I don't really love Giannis's game. Before yeah. I but I know there's a lot of I media said, people. I didn't think he was the greatest. So let me I know see there's a lot of media more. people that said that, Giannis was the best player right. for sure. I don't now, do I think Nikola Jokic has the game to be the greatest? Absolutely. I will never discredit his game. His credit, his game is amazing. Um, but let me see another couple more years. That's all I'm asking. So what does he have to do? Win championships? Is that a lot? Is that is that no, no, you no, but I'm saying what exactly does he have to do? What does he have to do though? That's all what more does he have to do? Let's see the consistency. That's all I want to say. All right. I don't know what more consistency you need other than back-to-back. Let's just see. He could should have won it. He should have won it this year. Because last year, year when he won, he won MVP last year, nobody said Jokic was the greatest player. They kept saying everybody else was the greatest player. So he won it this year, and I'm so happy for him. He's well-deserved. But let me see it again. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think for me, I'm going to I'm going to I think I just don't have anyone that I put ahead of him right now. So I, I think I'm I think I'm with you. Offensively, here, you know, well, all the all the things that he can do. Yeah, it's hard to put anyone uh, uh, ahead of him um, or offensively because of his playmaking abilities, his scoring and so forth. But yeah, let me yeah, see more. Of phenomenal. It. I want to see another year of it. All right. Okay, well, let me go to um, Miami and let me ask you this question, man. Um Jimmy Butler, can you win a championship if Jimmy Butler is your best player or does he need to be a number two? Give me your thoughts on that. I don't think he needs to be a number two, Jay. I think he needs help, man. I think he just needs another score, a bona fide score. And when I talk about a score, I mean someone who can create um, their own shot, someone who can get to the basket, someone who can uh, get open, you know, create separation. We saw Kyle Lowry do a little bit of that last yeah. night, but Kyle Lowry's 37 years old, man. You know, he can only do that. He can only sustain that for so long. Jimmy Butler is the type of guy that we mentioned earlier that, you know, it was just too much weight on his shoulders and you have to get him. Um, you, you have to get him some help there, man. And, and, and a score, someone who, again, someone who can create the, their, uh, their shot off the dribble, get to the foul line, you know, get foul. I mean, get to the foul line, you know, and ones that type of deal. That way there wouldn't be so much focus on Jimmy, especially down, you know, down the stretch, because, you know, as great as, or as good as, excuse me, as Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, uh, Duncan Robinson were up until, you know, the series, 
Um, they can't create their shots. They rely on Jimmy Butler, you know, to, you know, to get into the lane or anyone else and kick out and, and things of that nature. Max Cruz did a good job. Um, he tried to do a good job of creating those shots, but it just wasn't it, not in yeah. his game to do that. Neither was Duncan Robinson and and um, and Gabe Vincent. They played out of their character. But no, to answer the question, Jay, I say all that to say no. Jimmy needs uh, uh, another scorer uh, for sure. Um, I know this is hard to predict, man, but like if healthy Tyler Hero, does he make a difference in the series? I don't think so, Jay, to be honest with you. I mean, because we, we got that far. I mean, I mean, you have to see what he would have done in, in the uh, in the uh, in the previous series. And we didn't see him at all. So I'm, I'm thinking Tyler Hero. Um, I don't know, Jay. I don't think so, to be honest with you. And I think that's why we didn't see him play, even though he was available. That's why we didn't see him play last night. So I don't think so. And, and I kept saying, oh, this this just sit him out. We don't I mean, I'm not saying we didn't need him. He definitely would have helped. But I don't think it would have made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Britt, what are your thoughts on Butler? Do you think you can win one if he's the best guy on the team? Um, hmm. That's actually a tough question. Um, I don't know, to be honest with yeah, you. It's tough. It's, like, it's tough. Uh, I don't I don't know. If he plays how he did in this particular series, I would probably say no. Um, but size was a major issue also in this particular series, in my opinion. They were small, a lot smaller than the Nuggets. Um, yeah. I think they need. I think, I think they need another score on this team, a more consistent score, a more effective score. Um, <clears throat> and Gabe, I'm sorry, Caleb Martin played. Gabe Benson played very well. Also, Caleb Martin was out of his mind at times. Um, <clears throat> also, but I just think they need one more player. Now, I don't know if that player needs to be a number one player for Jimmy Butler um, and Jimmy Butler plays the two. I'm not sure. I don't know if they need to go get an actual center for this team. Cause I like Bam out of body, but he's not a center. He's more of that four position. Um, Cause he's small a lot of times in there. <clears throat> um, and you could see it when he was playing against Jokic. He was, he was just a little too small. This one is tough. Uh, like I'm just imagining if if a young like a young Chris Paul was on the scene, not Chris Paul now, but a young Chris Paul, yeah. on the scene, what impact would that have with a Jimmy Butler? That actually might not. That actually might be a great fit, you know, with a young Chris Paul, not a Chris Paul now. He's too injury prone. Yeah. Well, he was injury prone back then too, but you know what I mean, the speed and all that. I'm gonna say yes. He needs another star. I just don't know if that star needs to be better than him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. And to K walks point, I do think you're right. Like he needs somebody else that can create their own shot. Like it's hard when you just got a team full of like catch and shoot guys or guys yeah, right. that need you to create something for them right. and you don't have somebody else that can do it. And like you said, Lowry tried um, and, and he did, I mean, he played big in moments, but is he at a point in his career where he can really do that consistently all the time? I don't know. So, yeah, it's interesting for sure. Man, two let's, names let's... for you, Jay. Two names for you, real quick: uh, Damon Lillard and uh, and and Brooke Lopez. Just give me those two. Yeah, and that. Yeah, I, I've been hearing a lot that Dame may end up mm-hmm. in Miami, and that would be that would be a nice little combo because now you got a guy that can, that give can up get it on his own. Right. That's that's well. The thing. Well, Tyler Tyler Heroes definitely in the mix, and 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 keep in mind that Blazers, uh, that that's my, not enough. My, 
But hold mm-hmm. on, I'm not done yet. And they do have a lot of draft commodities. Well, they picked number I think 18th mm-hmm. this this uh, to uh, this uh, this year's draft, and they have other draft commodities as well. So draft okay. picks are in the um, definitely available to them to go get him to go get like a Dame Lillard for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I think this is the year Dame is finally gonna maybe get out of Portland. I know he, he's been trying to stick it out and be a company man and do it that way. I, I think he's starting to realize, you know what, if I'm going to have a, a, a real shot at winning, I, I need to go elsewhere. So that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, okay. Well, let's get into your one ticket, man. We're, we're getting close to the end of this thing. So let, let's get into K walks one ticket where you present us with a couple different scenarios and we got to decide which way we're going to go. K walks one ticket. All right, all right. Uh, I think I got a good one for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. All right, um, Brett, I'll start with you on this one. We got um, we got the 2012-2013 Miami Heat, consists of LeBron, D. Wade, Bosch, uh, versus the mm-hmm. 1999-2000 Lakers, features Shaq, Kobe, mm-hmm. and I think the third guy on there was Glenn Rice. Uh, number two, we got uh, the 2018 Warriors with Clay. Uh, Steph and KD versus the 96 Bulls. I think you all know that one. Ooh. And this is the NBA Finals, ladies and gentlemen. These are the NBA Finals. Is that the Not Rodman one... Bulls or is that 96, the uh, yeah. hardest? Yeah. Okay. okay. No, MJ, Pip, and Rodman, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three, you got, and this is the Super Bowl. Three, you got the 94 San Francisco 49ers versus the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And then you got the uh, number no, the, the fourth one is the two. This is college football here. 2019 LSU Tigers at the helm was Joe Burrow versus mm-hmm. the 2008 Florida Gators with Tim Tebow for the national championship. Got one mm. ticket for mm. events. We're using that ticket. For. <laughs> what was what, okay? Wait, wait, because I don't have a pin right now. What was that first oh. one? The first one was, <laughs> was the the, uh, the 2012 2013 uh, Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. That's with LeBron, D. Wade, and and Bosch versus uh, the '99 uh, 2000 team Lakers with Shaq, Kobe, mm-hmm. and I think Glenn, again, like I said, Glenn Rice was the third the third guy in it, the big three, if you will. Okay, and what was the second one? One more time. I'm sorry, I know it's Golden two, State. Yeah, 2018 Warriors versus the 1996 Chicago Bulls. Gosh, I wish those two were were mixed. Um, or switched. <laughs> uh, if it was LeBron versus MJ, definitely for sure going there. Um, hmm. Oh, let's see. I don't know. Um, I'm not trying to take too much time up trying to figure this out. But you said the Heat versus the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Which that would be a crazy matchup. LeBron versus Kobe. I feel like I kind of seen that a little bit though. I don't know why in my head. I kind of seen that. Um, I think I would want to go to that Golden State versus <clears throat> the Bulls. Um, you know, with Steph Curry shooting. But Michael Jordan is this is a studier of all studiers, and he will study your movements to the twitches of your eyeballs. It does not matter. He will learn you left and right. And I would love to see how he will play against um, that screen <clears throat> set up between Draymond and Steph Curry with Klay Thompson shooting and that defense going up against uh, this high-power offense in, uh, in, in Golden State. 
for shoot is Michael Jordan, so he got a high power offense. I don't know. I just feel like the Bulls would beat that for some reason. I don't know why I feel like I know the result of that game, but I think I want to go just to see for the fun of it. I feel like I know the Bulls will win, but I want to go for the fun of it. I think that's why. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that one. Okay, Jay, what say you? These are all these are good tickets, man. These are all really good tickets. But I, I think the one I want to see for sure, Britt, I'm going with you here. Um, I want to see the Warriors and the Bulls, man. I, I really do. Because that, that 2018 Warriors team, they swear that they're like the best team ever. And they think mm-hmm. they could beat MJ's Bulls. So I, I would love to be in the house to actually watch that go down. Wait, so. wait, wait. I'm sorry. KD was on that team. Yeah, KD, yeah, that's KD. Oh, I forgot yeah. about KD. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to go to that one. Okay, that yeah. might be okay. So yeah, I'm gonna take that one, man. I'm gonna take that one for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna pick that one too. I'm gonna make you an ass for everything you said, but I think I would want to see that ticket. This was Draymond and, and Dennis Rodman going at it. Draymond oh, Green and Dennis oh, Rodman yeah. going at it. That would like be a pay per view event that you know that you probably. Which era? That's a great question. Man. I was thinking about that, man. <laughs> if it was if it was in the nineties, I'll, I'll give it to the Bulls easily because I, they would play too physical back then. So I'll mm-hmm. give it this error, this error, this error. Okay, so that means Jordan's dropping a hundred easily. Okay, right, exactly. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right that concludes my one ticket. Great stuff, guys. Turn it back yeah, over man, to you, Jack. That was good. That's a good one. Any, anytime Mike is on the one ticket, man, it's tough. <laughs> it's, he, he's a hard guy to go against. But this I was, try that, to keep him off, but it's hard for me to keep Mike yeah, off, man. Yeah, it's hard to keep him off. That'd be a good matchup, though. That definitely be one I'd want to see. Um, all right, let's get into our rant, guys. Every week we want to do a little rant here. It could be something positive, something negative. You get one minute on the clock. I need to do better with this time or two because I don't think we've really been sticking to that one-minute rule. So I'm, I'm going to really watch the clock here tonight. Um, I think I'm going to start tonight, guys, because I, I don't. my rant is more of advice. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to start my clock now. Zion Williamson. Uh, I'm not even going to get into all the drama that's that's happening in this man's personal life. I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm just going to say, Zion, you're young. You got the world in the palm of your hands. Make better decisions. Don't throw it all away. Remember what got you in the position you're in. It was from actually being good at basketball. I think, Zion, you need to refocus Get yourself, get your mind back on basketball. Get yourself back in shape and come back next year ready to be a good basketball player. Because if you're not good on the court, all the things that are happening for you off the court are going to go away. So Zion, get your head screwed on right and get yourself in the gym, get yourself in shape and focus on basketball and don't get caught up in all the other stuff that's going on off the court. So that's my advice for Zion Williamson. What what what, what stuff was that, Jay? What, what, what stuff was that? No, just I so mean, our, look, our viewers can know. What, what exactly did he do? Look, look, I'm not even hating on the man because I know it's got to be hard. I know it's got to be hard. So I'm not even I'm not even coming down do? on him. I just you what know, he he's out. He's young I, and he's rich. I mean, and he's an NBA player, so he's got he's he got. All, all the choices, you know, right in front of him. So Zion, come on, man. We're rooting for you. All right. Okay, well, come on, let you go last, man, because I think you got right. something fiery for us tonight. Um, not really. Rick, what okay. you got? <laughs> I don't really have nothing today, guys. Uh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I might have to go. I don't that's have okay. that. That's okay. Yeah, I, 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 it's, I for, it's tough. It's coming. It's coming to the wire here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have one last week, so I totally understand that. Okay, well, what you got for us, man? Yeah, it's not so much a rant. Just, I guess, it's more of a praise, if you will, to my Miami Heat. Uh, you know what they accomplished uh, this year. Uh, through uh, sheer grit, uh, determination, hard work, and, and, and great coaching. I know we talked about this um, earlier, um, but, you know, try to keep it to a minimum. But, um, you know, we talked about it. You know, they may have killed that concept that you don't need, uh, you know, a superstar-lated team in order to win an, a, a championship. But you do need at least two, though. We talked about that. Yeah. We do, yeah. do need at least two, and I, I think they were lacking that. Um, so hopefully, you know, that can come to fruition. They can, you know, correct that because they've been in the, the NBA Finals the last two out of the four years. They were shot away from being in the NBA Finals last year. Um, so, yeah, they're doing all the right things. I think this is have to add one more piece to get over that hump. And uh, another shout out. I mean, another a shout out to the superstars, man. You know what? Talent is great to have. But I tell you what, learning, looking at this Miami Heat, Hard work uh, beats talent when talent doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you that right now. So you go with the hard work over the talent every time because talent doesn't work hard. What did Alan Harrison yeah. say? Alan Harrison once said he'll take anybody with enough heart and passion versus anybody that's talented. So, and that's what the Miami Heat showed. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think when you look at that team, like at the end of the year, some teams you can look at them and say, man, this team underachieved. Like the Heat, you can honestly say they got everything out of that team. You know what I mean? Like every ounce that was in that team, they exceeded expectations. So they definitely don't have any, any reason to hang their heads. That, that's that's for sure. Um, good I mean, stuff they, they still, along with along with my Eagles and stuff, they still first place losers, but I love them. So, so. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I'm really? just playing, y'all. Oh. I'm just playing. <laughs> K-Walk, though, I didn't realize, man, that you're right. Like, they were in two of the last four finals because they were in the bubble yeah. final and then yeah. this mm-hmm. one. And then last year they were a three-pointer away. So, like, when you really think about that, they've been mm-hmm. knocking on the door for yeah. the last three, four years. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of kick that door down for sure. Oh, Jay, um, real yeah. quick. I'm sorry, before you go to the next thing, did anybody notice the Nuggets threw in a little bit of a triangle offense on some of those plays? Did y'all notice that? I was looking I at some of those plays they were doing. I was like, they brought back the triangle offense a little bit. I Not didn't catch it. I didn't catch it, oh, but, you know, you could watch I could have missed again, it. Yeah, it was, uh, and it's hard to see because only like a couple plays. It was a little bit of triangle offense. Okay, so. well, what you think about the the zone that Miami stayed in? I, I I felt like last night maybe they hung in there a little too long with yeah. it. Like they were letting Joker catch the ball, like the sort of in the high post, and he was just mm-hmm. doing whatever he wanted once he got it there. I know it was effective earlier in the series, but what'd you think about it, particularly last night? Yeah, man, I think they stayed a couple of possessions too long, Jay. And then, and uh, I think, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson that pointed it out that you know, now they went back to me. I think it was Mark Jackson now that I recall it, but yeah, I think they stayed in, in one possession or a couple of possessions too long because they realized that Joker was getting into the middle of that zone yeah. and just turning around and just 
just putting up whatever he wanted to put up and it was going in. I think they were hoping that, you know, because he was hitting all he was taking all of his shots right there in the middle of the uh, uh, in, in the middle of the uh, free throw line. And I think that they were just hoping some of them would not go in. That's all they yeah. would. That's all they could do because they weren't blocking it. But. Yeah, they ultimately went to man. I think they just again two two possessions, three possessions too late. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's go to who's balling, Britt. Who you got for us this week? Who's been balling for I, you? Look, I have to give credit to uh, where credit is due. I just did the whole Denver Nuggets team. Um, they dominated not just in the finals but throughout the entire series. I have to give where credit is credit and due. Led by Jokic, um, followed up by Jamal Murray. You know, it wasn't too many games where Jokic struggled but you know maybe one or two games Jamal Murray picked them up until Jokic was able to get his scoring back in order and like I said earlier they work so daggone well together it makes no sense um now I don't know if I want to go as far as you know they're better than Kobe and Shaq or whoever else out there I'm not sure about that just yet um I don't want to jump the gun um but they're they're ranked up there they're ranked high so yeah they work Balling, there we go. Balling. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm kind of right there with you, Britt, but just to be a little different, I'll give some credit to Coach Malone. I thought, like, yeah. just the way that he handled himself throughout the series, through the wins, through the loss, just the way that he kept talking about his team, wouldn't let them take their foot mm-hmm. off the gas. Even some of the um, the mic'd up situations and, and sideline stuff that we had access to, I thought Coach Malone was spot on the entire series. So I definitely want to give him his due. Coach Malone was balling. K-Walk, who you got? Yeah, I didn't hear any of that mic'd up stuff. I turned the mute on. I turned the mute button. On. I didn't want to hear anything. I was, I was, tight, but uh, yeah, good stuff there, there for sure. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go tennis here, man. I, I've been down into some tennis, and, and I'm gonna go with the 36 year old uh, Novak Djokovic, um, who won his, uh, who beat Casper uh, Rudd uh, in straight sets, seven six, six three, seven five. At the French Open uh, to record his uh, record-breaking 23rd Grand uh, Slam title. He beat, uh, he broke um, Rafael Nadal's record yeah. uh, for sure. And he's 36 years old, ladies and gentlemen. And um, just unbelievable what he did, uh, what he's doing right now. Again, number one, I don't know if he's going to continue to go, but he looks like he can go for a couple more years. So uh, right now, uh, Novik uh, Djokovic has been balling. Okay, well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you who, because his nickname is the Joker as well. Joker, yes, so I was yes. going to say, who's the real Joker? Is it is it the tennis player or is it is it the Denver Nuggets Joker? Like, if, if only one of them could be the Joker, which one are you giving it to? I, I would give it to I would give it to Nikolai because of the fact of the matter is 23 Grand Slams. That means you no joke, man. You ain't no joke, man. So in, <laughs> in my Eric being rockin' boys, he ain't no joke. So uh, yeah, but um, no, if you got to give the nickname, you got you have like, obviously got to give it to uh, to Novak because you know 23 Grand Slams uh, championship titles. Um, that's saying a lot, man. So yeah, he's the real yeah, joker in my yeah, opinion. 23 Grand Slams is a lot. That ties Serena mm-hmm. on the women's side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Britt, who's the real joker? Novak or Nicola? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's tough. I mean, I guess I gotta, I gotta go with what K Walk said. Twenty, you said twenty-three Grand Slams. I don't watch too much Mel's. I don't watch a whole lot of Mel tennis, but that is, that is kind of crazy. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. 
you know, that's and that's unheard of. Um, so yeah. right now he's the real Joker. I'm gonna keep my sting. Let me get a couple more championships from Nikolai Jokic, and then I could call him <laughs> the real Joker. But until then, I gotta go with the tennis guys. I got yeah, one question yeah. real quick. Go ahead. It has nothing to do with sports. Maybe this is I don't know, Jay. I'm pretty sure you know him. Is Rock Kim in your top five of all of rappers of all time? In your top Rock five, M, Rock Kim is definitely in my top five. I love Rock Kim. I used to be rapping the paid in full, and what? I ain't no joke, ain't no all, joke. All, all that stuff. So yeah, Rock Kim is for no sure joke. in my top five. For sure, in my top five. Okay, well, he's in your top five too, right? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, he's in my top five, man. That, that was Who's my your man, number bro. one. Me? Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You know that, go. You already know, Jay. Let him know. Let him know. Let him know. Ladies love Cool J. That, that's K Walks. That's the go. L L. You know what? It's funny, K Walk, because I I heard you um you and E talking about probably like two years ago. It came up yeah. on the show before, and I was like L L. But then you know I started listening to a little bit of L L. I was like, you know what? L L's been underrated for me. Yeah, he's, he's he's right yeah. up there. He's right yeah, up there man. for sure. He's up there for sure. Yeah, Rock Kim is definitely in my top five. Um, yeah. You know who else is underrated? You know, God bless his soul, but uh, uh, DMX. I always thought he was an oh, underrated yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah, he's, it's yeah, very like, rare. I don't think any other rap artist has six number one albums. Six. Yeah. And people forget it. Yeah, I, need, I know we gotta close the show. No, you're right. No, I, I need to listen to some DMX because I was never really like a big DMX fan. I, a couple of his songs, mm -hmm. yeah, but like I never really got into him like that. So maybe, maybe that give me something to listen to for sure. Um, that's good stuff though, Britt. All right, y'all, let's wrap this show up, Britt. Basketball season's over. What are you looking forward to now? And let the people know where they can find you on social media. Uh, well, we could uh, find me is probably soon going to be in a, a, a insane an asylum uh, house because people want to think I'm insane because I didn't say Jokic was the greatest player ever uh, right now. So I know I'm going to hear it left and right for right now, but I'm sticking to what I say. But no, really. Uh, I know where you were going with that. Me, <laughs> you can find me on uh, TikTok, Twitter as well as Instagram at Brittany Monique is on the bottom of my screen. And what I'm looking forward to, I don't know, guys. Like, football's not started yet. Basketball ended. We got less than 100 days for football, though. Um, I guess track and field, I'm looking forward to. Oh, WNBA is still here. If I could catch yeah. the games on TV. Yeah. Come on, yeah. WNBA and NBA. I'm coming at the NBA. Um, WNBA is underneath the NBA. Uh, so, yeah, that, and I guess just my summer cookouts. Cookouts yeah. and block parties. Yes, okay. let's go. <laughs> okay, that sounds good, Britt. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. It's a tricky time right now. I'll, I'll be yeah. watching like some women's golf. The USFL playoffs <laughs> is starting this weekend. I'm going to try to see if I can get some of that a little bit. And then I, I have been watching quite a bit of WNBA, so I'll keep doing that yeah. as well. But um, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on all social media platforms. K-Walk, what you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm right along with you guys, man. Uh, as far as uh, WNBA, I've been dialing to that a little bit. Tennis, I've been dialing to that a lot more. Um, baseball right now, the yeah, Yankees and Mets in the Subway Series. It's tied 6-6 right now, so it's a great one going on there. Um, looking forward to Father's Day. So all the fathers out there, you know, happy Father's Day this weekend uh, for sure. Uh, my, uh, my family always 
brings me, gets me something. I never know what it is, but it always something that I can use. Believe me, believe you oh, me. That's it's good. Something I can use, man. I never thought about getting it. Whatever they give me, I never think about it. I'm like, oh, I really can use this. So they pay attention. So shout out to them. But as far as uh, no, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> I can just use cyber. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> but um, uh, you can catch me at, uh, on uh, uh, tomorrow night on uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, myself, uh, K Walk and E Scott on um, uh, Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, seven p.m. Uh, the link will be on my uh, my social media pages, which is at Kevin Walker one four two Twitter and Instagram Kevin Walker one four two. Good stuff, K-Walk. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a great show. So if you get a chance, yes. check it out. Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. They do some really good stuff you, on there. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Good stuff tonight. That was a lot of fun. We'll be back next Tuesday uh, to talk more sports. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also Spotify. And for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. We will see you back here next week. Absolutely. Happy Father's Day to all. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.